Okay, we should be live now. According to OBS. Hooray, I think. Uh, yep. Yeah, there we are. I see, I see, see us. I see us. We did it. <laughs> we did it. Hooray! Yay. You guys, we did it! We're here! We're at the we end of 2019. <laughs> 2019's finally over. Happy New 16 Year. days into January. Oh my god. We found what the end. Sh- what a shitty year that has been for me, but I mean, <laughs> game-wise it was okay. Just in general, it was kind of a weird year last year. Uh, Actually, you know what? Whatever. Game-wise, it was still a weird year, I will say. Mm-hmm. There was some good in it, for sure, but weird year for me game wise it's it's like this is the the pre-transition year so this is the weird year for everyone yep because people are like here's all the good stuff we want to release oh we're gonna delay it that's weird (laughs) and now and now it's like oh we're delaying everything again but that's because we don't want to crunch thank god thank yeah at least it's a good change in the industry for sure uh so yeah we're gonna do the game of the year thing um as you can tell, Sean is stepping a little bit back on this one, mainly because he's sick, getting over the mm-hmm. flu or whatever. Yeah, I had the flu earlier this week. Same Yay. here. <laughs> I've been Thanks for sending it over. The <laughs> You're internet. welcome. No, I don't. Everyone that I know just got fucking wrecked by it. It's messed. Yeah, I think it's a lot of coworkers came back from like CES, and I think oh, they brought it with them. Yeah, yeah, probably. Okay. Um, This is going to be a long episode, so for anybody who doesn't know how this works, we're going to go through a variety of uh, topics, and I'll name them out in a second here. We're going to give our top three in each of those. If As long as we had three, whatever we have is generally accepted, though. Then we're going to go through a top ten, and these will all be punctuated, of course, by the community stuff that we took earlier last month and uh, tallied up and all that stuff, so... Yeah, the topics we're going to be going through is the 20XX game of the year. This is a game that came out in any year that we played a lot of or had some fun with. or was Any year that noted. wasn't 2019 or 2018. That wasn't the year before, exactly. Because <clears throat> there's another there's another one, another uh, category called last year's game of the year for 2019. So 2018's 2019 game of the year. Um, which we that specifically is stuff that maybe carried over, maybe we didn't get to in time, and then we played it in 2019. And we're just like, damn, this might have been on the list or something for uh, had we played it in 2018. Then we're gonna get a little pessimistic, a little cynical, and talk about disappointing games, what disappointed us that came out this year, and for a variety of different reasons, perhaps. But then we're going to pump it back up with games that surprise us. Maybe just we didn't see them coming or maybe we didn't know that they were coming out this year and they kind of just hit us harder than they were meant to or something. Just any reason whatsoever, basically. Then the audio award, which is still kind of a newer edition and we're still trying to work around. This is a pretty open topic with where we could just say like what soundtrack we liked or which one had the best audio design or whatever. Um, no real rules. It just has to be an audio related thing specifically for the game. Uh, then we're going to talk about our TDP plus game of the year. So this is a game out of the pool of TDP plus games that we did from, uh, Patreon as, uh, just kind of what one we liked the most out of all of those or which one maybe we thought was made a fun episode or fun discussion. Any real reason yep. why. 
uh, basically a game of the year for just a select pool, essentially. Then we'll go down our top 10, starting from 10 going down to number one, where we'll go in in-depth discussion about each game in our list and why it's in there, what we liked about it. And then we'll follow it up with some honorable mentions, stuff that is all, as we consider it, number 11 out of the top 10, just for some reason. Didn't or just make something it. we wanted to give like a shout out yeah. that didn't fit anywhere else. Yep. Uh, then we're going to wrap it up with our pile of shame, which are games that we wish we had gotten to that we just didn't for whatever reason. And we will finish off the episode completely by going through our predictions from 2017 for 20. No, from 2018 to for 2019. And then we'll make predictions for 2020, even though we're kind of. Yeah, that'll be fun. New consoles. It's going to be weird. That'll be be fun. (laughs) And it should be noted. uh, We're not making like a definitive list for top down perspective. No, if this is your first time, we make individual lists because uh, we rarely play all the same games. It would just make no sense. Right. Um, so each of us are going to have our own set of lists for each one of these categories. Yeah. Right. If there's anything that's high up enough that we all seem to agree on, we usually kind of say it's the game of the year for the podcast, but that's but a we, rare occurrence. It's rare. We don't yeah. plan for that. <coughs> right. All right. Uh, let's start it off open and easy doing the 20 XX game of the year. So any game that came out in any year that wasn't 2018 that we played a bunch or of 2019. in 2019. Or 2019, of course. I figured that would go without saying, but you're right. I should right. say that. Right. Sean, let's start with you. What's your third entry into the 20XX game of the year? All right. I I don't actually have a third one. Okay. Okay. John, what about you? <laughs> I do. Lords of Thunder for the Ooh. Sega CD and the TurboGrafx CD. This is a shmup with a phenomenal soundtrack. This is John's rock. category. I'm just going to say this. I love this. Yeah, this is where John is. This is, this is where John's I 2019's 20XX game of the year. That's what we should call it from now on. Brought to you by John <laughs> Wheeler. Presented by John Wheeler. Yeah, Lords of Thunder, <laughs> uh, uh, difficult shmup, uh, incredible soundtrack. And promoted by Tony Hawk before he was known as Tony Hawk. So nice. uh, it's got a good pedigree as it is. Uh, just a good, fun, challenging game. I actually beat it for the first time last night on stream. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. But I've been playing it a bunch previous previous year, so it just kind of worked out. Nice. Yeah, no, cool. highly recommend it. All right. My number three is Terraria, because every year I get into that game real hard for like a week or two and probably like lose sleep over it and then i put it down Mm. for the year so that's yeah that's just the thing that i do now with friends um sean what's your number two i don't have a number two (laughs) wow i knew it it. (laughs) okay john what's your number two my mine's dragon's crown beat him up for the ps3 and ps4 uh, excellent four-player beat-em-up. Basically, if you like the Dungeons & Dragons beat-em-ups that Capcom did years ago for the arcade, it is an excellent continuation of those. The art style is very unique and stands out, and the gameplay is really solid. Everyone plays fairly differently from everyone else. Uh, the only downside to the game, really, is the fact that you need to play five hours of it offline before you can play online, but there's at least a lot of content after that to justify it. So Sure. But it still it still kind of sucks to do, but... Yeah, also a great couch call game. Yep, that's a great game for sure. Uh, my number two is Rainbow Six Siege. Still one of the best shooters on the market. Updated regularly enough that I am generally 
usually hearing about it at least every month about something new that's being added or something upcoming. And I jump into it regularly with friends still. Still one of the easily my uh, favorite shooters of all time. All right, let's get Sean in on this. What's your 20XX game <laughs> of the year? I expected to say you again does not have anything. So I went through all the podcast notes of last year, seeing what I played. Yeah. And I don't believe any of them were from before 2018 or 19. <laughs> <laughs> I could not find anything. Nothing stood out. I didn't. I don't have an entry this year for 20XX. I think it's mostly because I didn't play through an Ace Attorney game. Because I feel like that was been like... I, I just put one of those for the last like four or five years. <laughs> okay. Fair enough, I guess. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right. What's your right. 20XX game of the year, John? Bangayo for the Sega Dreamcast. That mm. is just a ridiculous, hellish, like, shmup. All based around like countering and just kind of uh, taking all the attacks that are being sent to you and throwing them right back at your opponent. Uh, it's just a really weird game, too. The translation is super, super shaky, but like also super goofy. It was just a really fun experience going through. Some of the stages were absolute hell to get through, like stupid difficult, but like the weird ass charm of everything and just the quick pick up and play nature of the game made up for it. Cool. Okay, my 28th size game of the year, again, is Dungeon of the Dragons. A few hundred hours of that with, uh, I guess, five other people this year. Uh, that's still one of the best games, I mean, just that you can play in general. And the fact that they have stuff online to make it easy and free for people to play with people around the world and friends wherever they are just makes it continuously one of the best things you can do if you're able to schedule five or six people all at the same time, which is getting harder and harder every year we get older to do. But you say again, was this, is this what you said last year? Cause I yeah. don't remember. Oh, okay. Yep. So yeah. All right. And then what is the community's favorite game from not the last two years? All right. I put this in a separate doc. So the 20 XX community game was Mario Odyssey by a large margin. Yeah. That's a good choice. Yeah. Right on. Good game. Yeah. <coughs> was there is was there a reason like did that come out with something this year specifically or is it just uh, people no it was last year it had that luigi dlc maybe the like went on sale or the people found thing. it for cheaper or maybe Probably. people finally yeah, just bought know. it because of that like that was also Nintendo two years did. ago it came out wait yeah, yeah 20, that's why it came out that's what let's come in it's it? two years ago yeah two but maybe with that deal where like spend a hundred dollars get two vouchers people started picking it up or something because it was pretty overwhelming. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So maybe. Yeah. Cool. All right. Let's get a little more recent. 2018's game of the year for 2019 or last year's game of the year. We, I have three here as well. Sean, do you have three for this one? Uh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't. <All> right. <laughs> okay. Oh, really? Okay. Uh, do you have two? I only have two. I only have two. I can start this time. I can finally yeah. do some talking. You and me will do one and then we'll do a round with John. Yeah, yeah. So my number three game is Hades Ooh. from Supergiant Games. Um, I don't play a ton of this game specifically because it's still an early access and I don't want to like get my fill of it and move on before it's at its like best or 1.0 or whatever. So I'm still kind of waiting for it to come out. But every few updates, uh, I check in and, and play a round or two and that game is just so well designed. It's so good to look at. The music's real great. 
the voice acting's awesome. The upgrades, like every everything about it, it is just a really well polished game. And I enjoy watching like the development stories on NoClip and seeing behind the scenes with that. That's always a lot of fun as well. So uh, mm-hmm. just waiting for Hades to kind of fully come out so I can dive deep into that. But for now, I'm I'm still having a good amount of time with it. Cool. Uh, my number three is Frostpunk. This came out on um, Game Pass for PC just like last week. Installed it because people had told me I should try it out, and I've been meaning to try it out for a long time. Finally did this week, and I couldn't stop playing. I like I was streaming a little bit of it. It got annoying because people came in and were just like, why isn't he doing this or whatever? So I was like, fuck these people. So I went offline and played it for like another eight hours. <laughs> so, yeah, that game is fucking amazing it's really really good uh just also on the console version of game pass as well i have it installed Mm -hmm. just this like weird survival mechanic of like dealing with the cold and kind of upgrading your little colony to become a city and dealing with the problems that you like dealing with the basic problems of finding food and shelter for everybody and then like finding survivors to help like build this economy and whatever uh, not to mention the people side where some people just get pissed off at you randomly sometimes and they're just like breaking off into their little subsection of people that want to go back to London because uh, you're full of a bunch of people that left London trying to find somewhere safer to live. And then they start like causing like little riots and stuff that you have to deal with. And then you have to decide, are we going to be like a more peaceful nation or, like, am I going to have to start get hiring some people to be guards and, like, really putting, like, boots against necks now because they're causing a bunch of shit and it gets really fucking crazy. There's a story going on in it and I every time I've, like, done a new run of it, I've tried different stuff and gotten better as a player at it rather than the game get easier. And there are different, like, difficulty things you can change after you unlock some stuff as well. So that game is just absolutely amazing and had i played it in 2018 it probably would have been somewhere on my game of the year list okay sean number two my number two is red dead redemption 2 i played through this primarily at the beginning of the year for like a solid month or two since it is extremely long Mm -hmm. um and i just had a really fun time with that story with that game the performances are great. I, I still remember several of those cutscenes based on the performances alone. Uh, I'm I'm not like the biggest Red Dead fan. I don't like think about Red Dead One that much. I wasn't super excited for Two, um, but Two's storytelling just kind of hit me a lot harder and and stuck with me more. Um, and that's just like a gorgeous game. I I have a lot. I had a lot of fun with it, and it was a good time. Just br- like jamming through it in like a solid block in the beginning of the year cool john what's your number two my number two is smash ultimate uh honestly i didn't think i was going to be too far interested in the game after like a couple months of the game and it just kind of keeps bringing my attention back i think it's because the dlc character picks have honestly been pretty fun so far you just love byleth oh yeah i I mean let's not start that discussion because i think people are still (laughs) sore about that (laughs) But, uh, no, like, uh, Terry was a great addition, Banjo-Kazooie's a great addition, etc. Like, I, they keep adding little things that just keep people's attention. It's still fun to play. And uh, the little things they added, like Stage Builder and, like, all the weird modes that my friends have made have honestly just kept it in my mind a lot more than I expected. Cool. 
Okay, my number two was Ashen. Um, game. Oh yeah, Ashen's cool. Yeah, so a game that technically I guess came out in 2019 for certain people, but was out on Xbox and uh, the Epic Game Store the year before that. Yeah, um, I believe it was pretty late though as well. Like that was like a. December. It was like it was a December fifth, I think. Was yeah, yeah. it was late. Uh, so I didn't get to it until 2019 here, but a friend and I uh, grouped up and we did that game uh, through in about a couple weeks uh, whenever we had some free time. And I liked it more than I was expecting, even though I hate the final boss. <laughs> I don't like that final boss fight at all, but the rest of the game, it was it has the benefit of being a co-op game. So it's kind of like, well, you're playing with your buddy. So like it's fun. Uh, and, but yeah, I just had a really, really good time with it. It's totally up my wheelhouse for how I like game design to be. Like, I like the third person action adventure, like souls likey formula. And that was just a co-op version of that. So yeah, had a good time with it. Sean, what is your number one 2018, 2019 game of the year? Uh, my favorite game from 2018 that I played in 2019 was overcooked Two. Yeah. They came out with a season pass. So I was back playing that game every month or two on top of the season pass. They were coming out with free bundles of new levels to play as well. They're, they just keep pumping out content and I'm just, I'll eat it up, mm-hmm. you know, pun intended. Sure. But that, the costumes are great. The levels are fun. I, I can just, I can always play more overcooked stages and the fact that it has online co-op, of, of course, like cements that for me. Uh, it is an easy thing. Like my buddy and I just will always play more Overcooked whenever we can. Cool. Don, what is your 2018-2019 game of the year? Unsurprisingly, it is my game of the year from last year, The Messenger. Nice. Uh, okay. Just really damn love that game. And it got DLC this year. So it was nice to go back and re-experience all that over again. And see all that they've added a couple things since I had played through it last like the new game plus system where like you can actually finally game over game over and the game ends and stuff like that. And they've upped the difficulty. Everything does more damage, throws more projectiles, et cetera. So it was nice actually yeah, getting you, to experience. You can't that access that DLC unless you replay the final boss. No, <laughs> thank you. That's insane. Uh, you know, that boss is not as hard as I remember it being honestly. I just that's why I just remember that's why I did not play the beach stuff as much as I wanted to because I was like I don't remember how to play this game at all and you want me to fight <laughs> the final boss. The dumb thing was the patch that actually ma- fixes that issue came out like a month after the game when most people were just done playing it. Yeah. So like if we had just even done it back then that would have just it would have unlocked immediately. Yep. I'll admit, yeah, I was I was a bit sore about that part mm-hmm. too, but honestly mm-hmm. that boss was easier than I remember it being. I kind of used that boss as a way to tutorialize myself on how to play the game again. So I was okay with it. But yeah, I would have liked to just jump into. Uh, my 2018-2019 game of the year. I'm just going to keep saying that to confuse people because it's funny. Was Subnautica. People have been telling me I should try that out. It finally fully came out in 2018. I didn't um get to it until 2019. But when I did, I couldn't stop playing it. That game even though i have like a phobia of like drowning to death and like just everything about it is uncomfortable it's just so beautiful and so well made i just 
it just got its hooks in me so like hard and I couldn't stop playing it. It's so good. It was kind of sad when I was done it, but also relieving. It's weird. It's the closest I've ever felt to heroin addiction, I think. Wow. Good game. Good game. So the 2018-2019 game of the year for the community was actually Split. Uh, okay. Celeste and Super Smash Bros. Super Smash Bros. won in general, but Celeste was like really close behind. So that's what okay. people were playing from uh, 2018 last year, I guess, in the community. That makes sense. Sorry, Celeste and what? And Smash, Smash. Bros. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Okay. Time to get a little shitty. Let's talk about our disappointing games. All right. All right. Uh, My number three, a lot of people are going to are going to disagree with this one. Okay. But that's that's why it's on my list. Okay. <clears throat> Luigi's Mansion 3. Wow. Okay. A lot of people really like Luigi's Mansion 3. For whatever reason, it just did not click with me. I thought the controls were bad the whole time. The amount of backtracking you have to do that the sewer levels are terrible. Oh, they're so bad. Mm-hmm. Chasing that cat sucks. And they make you do it twice, which is like absurd. Holy smokes. I, I got, I got sidetracked away from this game having like three floors left. Cause I, I believe cause uh Pokemon came out. Mm-hmm. So just this last week I went and finished it up and man, did I just have to muscle my way through how much I am not having fun with this game. You like you collect money for absolutely no reason. It's just I just find it like a bummer the whole time. I I like at, by the end of it, I was just I was happy that I don't have to play it anymore. It was a disappointment to me. Okay, John, number three. My number three is also from Nintendo. Yoshi's Crafted World. <laughs> okay. Uh, I honestly expected more out of this, especially after they kind of figured things out with Woolly World. Uh, it just didn't feel as fun. It just felt slower pace and just not as interesting. It felt like they tried to change the formula, make it more exploratory than like a mix of like fast platforming and exploratory. And I think it just kind of suffered as a result. There's a lot of like attack things in the foreground and background bullshit that just kills the pacing. It just felt slower and more boring and less interesting as a result. Bummer. All right, I actually have five things here, but two of them I'm going to give honorable Damn. mentions. But Damn. so my number three um, is Nonogram's Prophecy, because how the fuck do you <laughs> fuck up a Picross game? They found a way. You make it so that the puzzles don't load properly or the numbers don't mean jack shit. That's how you fucking do it. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty that's pretty hard. Like, and it's there's not like even one rule to pick cross. And it's like, well, what if we ignored the one? rule? Like. <laughs> It's, but you can't. <laughs> oh, it's so irritating. That's it's not the equivalent e- of being like, hey, we made a Sudoku, but you can put like the number two in three spots inside of the same square. Like, that's not a yeah. Sudoku. What are you doing? Yeah. It's not even that I was like looking forward to it or anything. It's just that I've never seen Picross get fucked up that way. And I've played like online user submitted puzzles before. <laughs> like I've never seen it where the numbers on the side literally don't match up to what's possible on the board or every now and then one of the puzzles just doesn't load. Like all I can imagine is like you you like sitting down getting cozy. You got a cat curling up on your lap and your legs uh-huh. and your feet. You have a third one 
and you get right. out your switch, you're playing some nonograms for cross, and then you come across the first time it doesn't make sense, and you have an existential crisis. Like, <laughs> is it, did, is it you? Are you the problem? <laughs> like, yeah. have you been playing for cross wrong your whole life? I thought that too, because the first time I encountered it was on a colored puzzle. And I was like, okay, maybe I'm just not as used to colored puzzles or whatever. Let's redo it. I redid it five times until I realized there's no possible way it makes sense. Because if it, you do it this one way, then the other thing, the other row doesn't make sense. And, like, that's where I started really digging down into other puzzles that I thought, like, oh, I'll just come back to this because obviously I messed up. I went back to those puzzles and it's like, nope, didn't mess this one up. You literally can't do this one either. And it just turned into this weird spiral. That's why I did a Medium article, because I was just like, I have to, like, show how bad this thing is. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's I've never seen a broken P-Cross game, and I was disappointed that there one, the one exists. So that's why it's number three. Sean, what's your number two? My number two is Crackdown 3. Um, this one isn't, yeah. like, terribly disappointing. It's just, yeah. like... After waiting so long, having it getting delayed over and over, like this was one of the like first games where they where Microsoft was talking about like how the cloud would influence their games and make them more powerful and all the things they could do with the power of the cloud. This was one of the first games that they were showcasing that. And what's crazy is like if we talk about that specifically, that's a separate mode Mm -hmm. that you have to open from a different launcher on the Xbox which is mm, the yeah. craziest thing I can think of. Like, yeah. what are you even talking about? <clears throat> yeah. Um, but overall, that game, like, it's fine. But it's just, it's like not what you want. It's what you wanted when Crackdown 1 came out. Because it is just Crackdown 1 again, but uh-huh. prettier. And it's that exact same game again. I remember I remember saying that this was it's like junk food. There's no substance to it. You're not getting anything nutrition. There's no vitamins here. Like there's nothing substantial about it. It is just, you know, when I shoot the rocket, things will explode. And then they'll send more things at me that I can shoot the rocket at. And it's that when you just rinse and repeat over yeah. and over and over again. And, you, you know, it, it, it is it is exactly what you think a crackdown game is. Not what you think a crackdown game could be like, the, like right. they don't do anything interesting or new with it, which is just kind of a bummer, especially with how long they were pushing it back to the point of like, why was it getting delayed so much? It's just crackdown one again. And that separate mode, ki- the multiplayer with the cloud one kind of sucks. Like, I don't know why mm-hmm. you'd really play that other than just checking it out. Um, And as a big crackdown fan, it was a bummer to just like be done with this thing in like six hours and be like, well, I'm, I'm just never going to turn this on again. There's no reason to. Yeah, I feel that. John, what's your number two? My number two for most disappointing again, Nintendo Mario Kart tour. Cause I oh, had low oh, expectations yeah. and somehow they were even lower. So I want to just butt in for two seconds here. I was told just the other day that playing ranked the only way you can actually i have a buddy who plays it like regularly still the only way you can get up into like the top 20 or something in ranked is by getting a specific kart racer of frozen mario or something i don't know ice mario um Mm -hmm. which means a 0.01 percent chance at like the shooting the shooting the load the uh the The pipe pipe firing off the pipe yeah firing off the pipe or buying it for $40. <laughs> yeah. 
Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, I, I found a tweet and I posted this in the Discord because it was insane to me. But it was basically, this is when the Pokemon expansion was announced and people were upset about the $30 price tag. Yeah. The Pokemon Sword and Shield expansion pass costs less than Diddy Kong in Mario Kart World Tour. Diddy Kong mm. costs $40. Mm. Oh my God. Yeah. Like, and then what? here's the what thing. are you even you talking about? <laughs> you can rank them up by getting them again and again. So you keep yep. buying them over so they get leveled up more and more. It's just not. It's gross. Yeah. No. See, I like I like the character designs because I like that they're doing like alt versions of all these characters like, you know, like Winter Daisy, like Taxi Driver Waluigi, all this weird stuff. But sure. then it's just it's just held by like a not interesting gameplay style. And then like it's obviously pay to win because it's a mobile game. It's just. No. I'm kind of surprised that you would put this in a disappointment because that implies that you you had like high expectations. for. Well, it. like I said, I had low expectations and somehow it even failed to clear those. I can see that for sure. Um, and I and I bring this up primarily because I think I'm just in the camp that like all Nintendo mobile games are bad. Mm. I liked Dr. Mario World for a while. I mean, agree to disagree because I don't. And I, and I know some people like Fire Emblem Heroes. I don't. I just think they're all bad, which is a bummer because a lot of those franchises are some of like my favorite ones from Nintendo. Mm. And they're putting out games that I find are just like. Like, I never want to play this. That's fair. Yeah. Uh, uh, Paul, you're up then. Number two. Number two. Eagle Island, the game that I wanted to like so much that I played through it. (laughs) Yeah, so we did yeah, this. My, that's my bad, guys. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> we did this for TDP uh, Plus. Um, and I guess, like, I should run down my problems with it just in general because not everybody listening might be a Patreon supporter, but you should because you have a whole backlog of stuff you could listen to for, like, as low as $1 a month. Maybe consider it. Yeah, and if you, if you subscribe <laughs> to the $5 tier right now, you get a sticker. You get a sticker. That's right. All right. So Eagle Island is this um, game that I was looking forward to. This cute little uh, platformy Metroidvania type game where you control a dude who throws an owl at things to do damage. Um, I don't know where to start with what is like so bad about it. I guess just the fact that it controls like really poorly uh, moving or throwing your owl at stuff is only in like the cardinal directions essentially because it's kind of like it doesn't feel good aiming when every time you aim you like stop in midair to do so so there's like a lot of stuff built around you utilizing shooting your owl off um as like a movement thing is that what the like kids are calling it these days yep mm-hmm. okay uh, that's so. um a lot of because there's random generations of like the tile sets you can get for dungeons that you go into, it sometimes makes it so some things are almost unclearable without taking a hit. And that's like infuriating because when you take a hit, you lose one of like your full hearts or whatever. Basically, like you take the damage is crazy, the amount of damage you take. But more importantly, to heal is fucking crazy because you have to get a minimum, I think, of three, like, kills in a row. And sometimes there's not three enemies to kill in a room in a row. I don't... There's just this weird thing where, like, it could have been fine if they had designed a straightforward, like, Metroidvania map 
then like kind of tailored it to well the player will be here at this point so like this will be fine or whatever or um making it just a little bit easier because of the random nature of it also the fact that you don't take in with you stuff in your backpack like you're you lose your perks and they like die down i don't know it's like if you played binding of isaac and you picked up an item and then after four rooms that item breaks or is gone like what the fuck is the fun in that (laughs) i don't know everything about the way they put this game together feels like it's at odds with itself and even though the music is good it looks good and it's kind of a cute little concept it's just fucking terrible to play so disappointing for sure Sean, what is your most disappointing game of 2019? All right, no, sorry, it wouldn't it wouldn't mm. un, yeah. unmute. Uh, my most disappointing game is Anthem. Yep, with you there, Fair baby. Enough. Fair <laughs> enough. There, there is a there is a total arc of this podcast where you can kind of. So this is your number one as well, Paul. This is my number one. <laughs> So there's an arc of this podcast of a few episodes over the course, I want to say of like maybe two months of you can follow like Paul and I's excitement to like disdain of this game from yeah. like when the beta dropped and it was like, wow, this is why is this running so poorly <laughs> to like the game coming out and being like, oh, there's so much wrong with this game. Yeah. And then, of course, like the absolute fire that 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 game was on and the there's a great kotaku article from jason trier about kind of some stuff that went on behind the scenes that i highly recommend reading um that game almost killed the company single-handedly like it's fucking crazy how bad that game it it is crazy i'm still curious all the time whenever some kind of announcement comes out for it if what if they're going to let it like slowly die or if they're going to actually try and turn it around which they say they're going to do but who knows what that would even look like at this point yep it is it was such a cool game like the the hype was so huge for this game i was so excited it looked so cool and after mass effect andromeda i was ready for bioware to like come out swinging with the sci-fi and there are parts of that game that i enjoy flying around yep is cool except you have to keep going through waterfalls (laughs) like the i'm kind of fighting on a team okay with that yeah fighting on the team's good Fighting on the team is fun, yep. but you have to be on a team. And if you're not, which is most of the time now, because no one's playing it or it wouldn't lobby you up with anybody is extremely hard because maybe you picked the wizard class who really needs some like DPS people out there because you're not very strong yourself. Um, that game like doesn't tell you at all even, how it works, like mechanically. Stuff like they built in like what you need to like grind to progress through some of the stuff. I had a similar complaint about, um, destiny two's expansion. What was that one? Yeah, Shadow for, something, right? Oh, the, the one that one. just came out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had a bit of a problem with that. Cause a lot of the missions were like, why don't you grind out like Shadow 50 keep? of these kind of kills? For, I think it's Shadow keep. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, yeah, why don't you grind out and kill 50 of these guys for a bit? And it was like, no, you've never asked me to do this. This, why are you asking me to do this? And Anthem had several ones of those where it was just slowing your progress and making you grind through stuff before you could open these like tombs. And that sucked as well. And those are like weirdly early on. Yeah. So it's just, it's just a bummer from like start to finish. And and what sucks, cause it like, it seems like it could be such a cool game and it did. And I was so excited for it and it just fell so hard. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, wow. That game just kind of hurts to think about. Like I, I think about Sean in February 
<laughs> and how excited that boy was. But he he didn't uh-huh. know. And he's about to get hurt so hard. And I just want to protect him, but I can't. Yeah. And but then that's the, life, you know. And then the like more interesting stuff that they thought up was like timed events. So if you didn't play during like this weekend, like the cataclysm stuff or whatever, it's like you just don't get to play that, I guess. Or <laughs> it's fucking weird. The way they handled I mean, everything in that time game. Time stuff is not weird to other like live games. Like th- they should do timed events and whatnot. It's but weird when it, your game is just, dead. You should just add yeah, that. It came so late. Like yeah. I couldn't even be bothered to like jump back in because it's like None of my friends are going to play with me. Right. It's, so it's like, like this, this should have been out like weekend two, not six months later. So yeah, it is, it is such a bummer. Yep. For sure. All right, John, what's your most disappointing game? Uh, again, another game that looked like it was not going to be good. Is it a Nintendo I, game? No, it's not a Nintendo oh, game. Okay. It's so on a Nintendo system. Uh, it's gonna. It's another game that I had low expectations for, and it went below by a lot. Contra oh, no. Rogue Core. Yes, I've heard this from a lot of people. <laughs> yes, the minute I saw that there was a Contra game coming, I got excited, and then I watched the trailer. I was like, "What the fuck is this?" And then I played it, and it was so much worse. Yeah, it looks at, really bad. <laughs> it's extremely bad. Yeah. You have to to play all the multiplayer stages. You have to play single player. You actually like can't do co-op unless you've played through the game single player. You need to do missions in single player to unlock multiplayer missions. You need to grind out things with random drops to get better equipment. And there's a chance that the upgrades can fail because you might not have enough money. So you go with the cheaper option for upgrading your characters. Uh, It looks super gross. Like, the art style is super nasty. The art itself is, like, the graphics are super muddy. Uh, It is, uh, it's a grind fest. You fight the same enemies over and over and over again. It just, it feels devoid of originality or, like, I'm just impressed at how bad of a game it is. I would probably go as far to say it was the worst game that came out this year. Yeah, if I had played it, I think that would have been on this list for sure. Um, I'm going to give my two shout outs for disappointing games. John Wick Hex. I didn't know what you are and I didn't have huge expectations of you. Still didn't make it, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> it just was too goofy and didn't wasn't fun enough. And uh, this is going to be like one of Sean's like this might piss off some people. Death Stranding. Way to not stick the landing, buddy. Fuck off. I keep hearing something's up with that ending for sure, but, you know, I'm going to get there someday. I'm going to do it. I'm not going to talk any more about it, but I had a lot of fun delivering stuff and making roads, and then I stopped having fun, and then it ended. Yeah. Okay. Let's look at the community. Community disappointment. Pokemon Sword and Shield. Now, this was overwhelming. And I think it might be more the deck stuff than the actual game, because there was a lot of people with Pokemon on their <laughs> pile of shame as well. So I don't know what to read into this, but... Like the same people? Uh, No, they were different oh, people okay. at least, so... <clears throat> I'll give them the benefit of the doubt <laughs> that it wasn't just the deck stuff, but... I have to assume it's a lot of the deck stuff, but yeah. I will also say I do think it is one of the weaker Pokemon 
uh, games in the in the last few. But Fair enough. I'm assuming due to the overwhelming net, it's the deck stuff. That's my guess. But yeah, probably. I kind of think so. Someone, someone in the chat brings up a good point. I want to know how many people played it and voted that and how many didn't play it. Yeah. Who knows? No one will ever know. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh let's stop being downers. Let's talk about some surprising things. Things that maybe we were just like, holy shit, this was good, or whoa, that came out, or that's out. I'll look that up right now or whatever. Uh Sean, what's your number three for surprising game of the year? My number three is Tetris ninety nine. Uh not <laughs> yeah, so much because nice. it's Tetris but because it's Battle Royale Tetris and it came out of nowhere and sure. it was a lot of fun and they kept yeah. doing fun little themes and, and, and skins for you to get. Um, but again, they just came out of nowhere and said, yo, Battle Royale Tetris and it's out now. And it was like, what, what it, are you kidding? This is my number and two, by the way, this, this was my number one, much. by the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty surprising game. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's, a, I think the biggest surprise is that it's just like how well it worked. Like they just, I, that was like, the impressive really thing about it. it. It's just like, it made me care about a genre I didn't expect to care about. It's just like, oh, hey, you like Tetris? You like multiplayer Tetris? How about 98 other people? Yeah. I'm still playing it kind of regularly. Like, I like that I they keep actually adding stuff. I love that they yep. keep doing that. Yep. I've I've never seen my girlfriend get so competitive with a game. When, yeah. Like she gets so into this, she she's never won it. She's I think she's gotten to like number four is her highest, but she she will get furious if she doesn't hit top ten. Yeah. I'm not allowed to talk to her while she's playing <laughs> it because yeah. of course it's my fault. Yeah. Then if I if That's I've a good done way anything, to get smacked for sure. Sometimes I'm not allowed to look at her while she's playing it. She, yeah. <laughs> um, Tetris 99 was a, a, was a fun and, and good surprise for sure. John, what's your number three? Uh, my number three was Ape Out. Uh, I kept Ooh. seeing marketing for it everywhere, but I was like, I can't tell what this is. It doesn't look interesting. And then I we actually played it for TDP Plus, and it was yep. really good. It was yep. actually super fun. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. That soundtrack. Soundtrack was real good. Yeah. <clears throat> yep. Uh, my number three, Risk of Rain 2. The game that I thought looked like shit from screenshots a few years ago and when they were posted on a dev blog turned out to be a game that I absolutely fell in love with and continue to play to this day every time they update it. Even though it's not technically out, I was just super surprised that it played as well as it did and that it's basically 3D Risk of Rain, which was one of my favorite indie games from years and years ago. Right. I remember seeing those screenshots from forever ago. Yeah. And then they kind of just went silent. But yep. I always remember was thinking, like, is the polygonal going to work? Because that game gets like yep. kind of crazy. Yeah, um, it works. Somehow. And they, they went they, they went silent. Then they just popped up and like, yo, it's out now in yep. early access. Here you go. And it just it just worked like it is just risk of rain again. But polygonal, they just did that. Yep. And the fact that it works, I think, is the big surprise. Yep. Of it's like, oh, I could, I, this is totally just an ex, like an evolution of Risk of Rain. Like, you guys did it. Good job. Yeah. Um, and I'm in a very similar boat of like, can't wait for it to hit 1.0. I don't want to play too much of it now. I, I, cause I, I don't want to burn through it. Um, and I'm, I'm just waiting for the, like, that bundle pack to go on sale on Switch, but it, but it never does. Neither does Risk <laughs> of Rain 1. I don't think that game's ever gone on sale on Switch. Oh, that's kind of weird. Yeah, but I, yeah. Ch- I check like every every two weeks. I check. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, what's your number two? 
John. My number uh, two. Sorry, go ahead. Sorry, for some reason I thought that was yours. My bad. <coughs> nope, I was I was just adding on. My number two game, sticking with Battle Royale, is Apex Legends. Uh, okay. The game that finally got me into Battle Royale games. Uh, pretty surprising since I had completely bounced off PUBG. Fortnite is incomprehensible. Um, it, it it was basically a genre that I had ba- had almost written off. Mm-hmm. And then they just came out with one that was like overwatchy enough that I was like, okay, like this, this has enough of what I need. It's got fun ultimate powers. It's got characters, but most importantly, it has like co-op and co-op's a big deal for me. Uh, being able to respawn is another big deal for me because I'm bad at video games and I, I die really quick, but having a teammate pick me up and, and bring me back, uh, basically changed the genre for me. I, it, it, this hasn't made me want to try other battle royales, um, but it it made me keep it kept my attention, um, and I was surprised to be playing a battle royale that much. Cool, John. Your number two. My number two is Dicey Dungeons because I didn't mm. expect uh, Terry Cavanaugh to drop a game. It felt like out of nowhere. I didn't expect some of my friends to have worked on it, and uh, I didn't expect it to be so solid for a game that seemed pretty luck based. Honestly, considering it's all yeah. about rolling dice. Sure. So it was a it was a fun, pleasant surprise. Sure, I agree. Uh, my number two was Tetris ninety nine. So, uh, Sean, your yep. number one surprising game of the year, Outer Worlds. Nice. Um, it's basically Fallout. Yeah, I have bounced off Fallout numerous times. Okay. Um, I I pretty much get am not interested when they announce a new Fallout, but I want to. And then for whatever reason, Outer Worlds grabbed me so much that it makes me think maybe I do want to play Fallout. Um, mm. I don't have time to do that, uh-huh. but maybe when an actual Fallout comes out, I will give that an actual try. Um, I liked the story. I liked the characters a lot. It tapped into what I love about Mass Effect uh, with your companions, some really cool decisions, and I just got like entranced with the Outer Worlds. Cool. John? Mine was Tetris 99. It's already talked okay. about. Okay. My most surprising game was Ukulele and the Impossible Lair because I fucking hated that first one and wasn't didn't care about that franchise at all. And that is one of the best games I played this year. <laughs> I really, really liked it. I really like the Donkey Kong Country take on it. I really like how it plays. I really like that it's the type of game that you could, if you were good... You could just beat it right away, but you're probably not because you're doing it blind the first time. So you're going to have to go through the levels to get like the stuff to make it so that you can give yourself an easier time in it. Uh, I really like how that game is designed. Honestly, the only problem I have with it at all is the fact that it's a little weird controlling at times. Other than that, I think it's it's not it's not as tight as Donkey Kong Country was. That would be a great great franchise or like game to take to nintendo and like let them polish it for sure Mm. okay the community surprising game of the year by another large margin was untitled goose game okay okay good to know yeah audio award best yeah best audio all right my number three okay which we touched on briefly a second ago was ape out. Oh, I think the audio too. in that game 
is super cool. Yeah. Uh, for those who don't know, it's like a jazz percussion um, soundtrack. Like prog, it's prog jazz. Yeah. That yeah. is procedurally generated based on how you are playing and what is going on in the levels. The levels themselves are also procedurally generated. So if there's not many enemies behind, there might just be like a, a low little rumble, a little snare tap in. And then once a bunch of enemies show up, the drums, just, the staccato drums just kick in and go nuts while you're being a gorilla throwing people through windows and stuff like that. And it's just a really cool and unique soundtrack to a game that I don't, I can't think of another game that kind of, has done this before so i think that definitely gets a shout out that's a fun fun fact with ape out actually i added it to my number three when john just said it was a surprising game of his because i forgot about ape out. <laughs> <laughs> so it replaced something it is also my number three for audio award yeah. I didn't it was my number two off, for though. audio oh nice right on can we yeah. know what it replaced um no because that's coming up I push okay. everything up a bit. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. Okay. Uh, um, my, oh, go ahead. I was say my number three uh, is Untitled Goose Game. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, because the audio of that, well, like, while it's fairly simple, honestly, is yeah. super atmospheric and just kind of charming in a way. Like I like so how I'm, every I'm, every little movement you do basically just kind of builds along with the music. Right. I was trying to think, like, what even is the audio? And I couldn't think of a soundtrack, but I could think of that honk. Yeah. And that is a strong honk. It is a very strong honk. That's how they start the game with you just honking and then popping out of the bush. That is a very good honk. Um, I like that. Then you you did also remind me that uh, as things get more chaotic, like Ape Out, the music starts to kick in more and more. Yeah. I like how pretty much no matter what you're doing, like the, the music goes along with the pace you're moving at. Like if you're doing different things, the, the instrumentation changes or like they'll change the way like they're playing the inch, like the piano and stuff like that. So just a lot of a lot of charm in that. I feel like the the audio was one of the best parts about that. The audio and the, the clean presentation of it. A fun little anecdote about about the honk is um, and, and Patrick Klepek wrote this article and he did an interview with House House around the time the game came out. And the developer talked about when the trailer originally came out, they got tons of comments and response saying that that honk actually belongs to a duck and not a goose. Mm. Um, and they had to go back into their files and look where they got this like royalty free, like goose honk track. And look, they had to go read the description and it said like, you know, an English field with some geese honking. And then at the end, it says there might be a duck or two in there. So they had to change the honk to a goose because they did actually get a duck's honk in there. And enough people like knew the difference. Ridiculous. Um, <laughs> and that, yeah, that's a that's a fun little anecdote. You can read that whole article on on Waypoint. That's pretty funny. All right. Uh, my number three is Ape Out. Uh, I'll do, I, whatever. I was going to give it just an honorable mention. It replaced Valferis because heavy metal soundtrack made that game oh, okay. so fucking good. So right, it was I, a, I was game. just going to give it a shout out at the end, but I'll just say that now. All right. Your number two, Sean. My number two is Sayonara Wild Hearts. Ooh. Uh, this, this is one of the only game soundtracks last year, or I should say of 2019, uh, that I still go back to and listen to. Uh, I love the soundtracks quite a bit. It's really catchy. 
uh the pop music is very enjoyable and playing along with it like the the music and the uh the visuals line up really nicely it's it's a really good kind of the way res is great in terms of how its music and visuals line up this is a similar tone but not for electronic music but pop music instead um so I even if you can't play Sayonara Wild Hearts, I would recommend checking out that uh, soundtrack on Spotify or whatever. Cool. John, your I number, said my two? number two is Ape Out. Oh, that's right. My yep. number two is Love Cadence of Hyrule. Yeah, that's a fair one. Nope. Sorry, what was yours, Paul? Cadence of Hyrule. That is my number one. Okay. Um, the reason I... So... My number one will become obvious. And I'll talk more about it. The reason why this is a number or this almost was number one for me, mainly because the audio and gameplay are so intertwined. It was like, I think if you take either one of them out, it changes a lot of things. But that's what I like about it. I like Necro Dancer a lot. I like rhythm games and I like all of the um, covers of the themes and stuff in Cadence. I think it's just one of my favorite times my only problem with cadence is that it's too damn short i wanted like another like 10 hours of that shit so yeah i really like it a lot the uh so we're on to my number one i'll just keep talking about cadence okay that music is fantastic um danny b's back doing what he does best and remixing some zelda songs at the same time like so many of those songs are great from like a nostalgia level and then also like this is like an absolute mm-hmm. like club banger. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I want to listen to this on the reg. That Glockenspiel battle. <laughs> holy smokes. I almost spit out my drink when I got to it. That song is so good. It's really good. And then like and then he like ties in the, the fighting with how the like the boss attacks. There's just so many so much good music in there. Mm-hmm. It's the only game soundtrack I, you know, I listen to more than Sinar Wild Hearts. Cool. John, you're number one for audio. My number one is Dicey Dungeons. Ooh. That soundtrack is just really good. A nice jump between like every, it feels like every like combat theme is very poppy, very just like high energy. Everything feels like it just fits really well. It's honestly one of those soundtracks I feel I could listen to just outside of the game, no problem and be, and be fully engrossed in it. So that's why it gets my vote. Nice. My number one is Resident Evil 2 Remake. So back a long time ago when they were doing Resident Evil games, they did the static camera. Another game with total club bangers. Total club Listening bangers. to it on the reg. They, um, a lot of the horror from the old Resident Evil games were from the static camera angle and not being able to see what's coming up. So Resident Evil games generally have always had very good sound design. But with the addition of the camera, uh, the back-facing camera throughout the whole game, it makes it a little less scary because you're able to see down hallways and stuff. Um, not so much with Resident Evil 2 with the remake. that They found a way to design it so that every time you were somewhere, you heard shit going on in the other room and you just didn't want to fucking go. You heard Mr. X stomping around looking for you everywhere around that fucking thing that um police station and you just couldn't tell exactly where you knew he was like above you somewhere in like one of the rooms that you need to get to and you're just like okay let's go let's fucking go and like yeah i don't know every time yeah the the footsteps yeah those are pretty crazy every time you get to a new area you just like want to sit stand there for a second and listen to see what's going to like murder you basically and it's 
so good. I really, really like it a lot. And I think most of what makes that game good and scary is the sound design. So it gets my number one. The community game choice was Cadence of Hyrule. Again, overwhelming. Feeling. Yep. Makes sense. All right. The TDP Plus Game of the Year. Sean, what is your TDP Plus Game of the Year? I have two. I could not decide between these two. Okay. The first one is Slay the Spire. That's mine. <laughs> so, okay. And I'll see if I get John on my second one. Okay. <laughs> um, Slay the Spire is super good. I've been waiting to play it like on Switch for a while. Yeah. Um, and it's just, it is just such a strong card game. It is, it is super enjoyable. I'm glad we played it. I, I still go back to it. Came out on Game Pass, so I like started it over again because why not? Sure. It is, it is just such a really good, good card game. Um, and then the one I have it tied with is Return of the Oberdin. <laughs> you got mine. That's hey! hilarious. <laughs> wow. All Amazing. Right. Wow. Um, Turn of the Oberdin is just such a weird game. There's nothing quite like it. Um, the music is catchy, but the sound effects are also weird. Listening to people getting like ripped apart by the craziest beasts. Um, it is such a unique game and it's one I'll definitely remember for a long time. Just in how unique it is, both from like a visual standpoint and just from a gameplay standpoint. Uh, you know, living, reliving all these people's like deaths and, and having to figure it out and puzzle your way through it. And you're stumped and it is just so enjoyable and rewarding when you finally get like three people together and stuff like that. It is, it is a really cool game. Um, and I'll let you guys talk about them both now. <laughs> all right. Uh, I actually, I had done three, two, one, cause I wasn't sure what we were doing. So I had Katana zero fight and rage. And then I had Oberdin. Oberdin, I just really loved the mystery of it, like trying to piece everything together, what the hell was going on, jumping back and forth. There could be some quality life changes in a sequel if they decide to do another one, but uh, like it just felt so fresh and interesting, and I was just, I felt engrossed. I was like, I need to know what happened next. Like, oh god, I'm in this part of the timeline now. I need to figure out what the hell's going on. It was, for a game that's basically about like, put names in a book it was way more engrossing than I ever thought it could possibly be. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <coughs> um, Slay Spire is just one of the most novel and interesting ideas to come in video games in a long time, frankly. Uh, just taking a card uh, deck building game, mixing it with like some roguelite elements, putting them together, it l- l- kind of started its own genre. Ever since Slay the Spire came out into early access... People have been talking about it, and it's been spawning clones and people taking inspiration from it. It's really a trendsetter of the game, and it's just really, really good. The only thing I could say negatively about it is I don't like how it looks. Like, I don't like the art style, but, I mean, that's super subjective. Yeah, Everything I, else is I fine. I agree with you on that. And I didn't mean to, like, jump to number one, so if you guys have, like, a three and two, you do want to talk about I don't have a three definitely. or two. Oh, well, then, John, if you want yeah, to talk about good. your three and two. I'm, you said Fight and Rage a second ago? Yeah. Really? Yeah, I okay. played that a ton after the TDP Plus episode. I was still enjoyed it. Uh, okay. it. It's just a super solid all-around beat-em-up. There are very difficult parts in it, but like, like I said, that game, once you get past your first playthrough, opens up so much more and becomes so much better. It puts a bad first foot forward, but... 
once it gets on that second foot, it's it fucking goes. So, and yeah, Katana Zero was my number three. Uh, I really enjoyed that whole experience. Yeah. That was just like an enjoyable game through and through. Uh, but the reason I kind of just stopped was like I gave it a th- the third place was because it doesn't really have a satisfying ending. Yeah, it's true. And they're still working on the DLC chapter. So unfortunately, there's there's still no satisfying ending. Yep. Yeah. Right. And again, if anyone wants to listen to us talk about these games more, check out our Patreon. Yeah, exactly. Um, speaking of the patrons, I'll tell you what their stuff was. So I, there's a, there's uh, few enough votes. I'll give you all of them. Ape Out and Dicey Dungeons tie for fourth place. Baba is You uh, gets third place. Katana Zero and Castlevania Anniversary Collection tie for second place. But first place goes to Slay the Spire. What tied Castlevania, sorry, for second? Katana Zero. Oh, okay. Yep. And these this uh, community voting was just for our patrons. So basically, people yeah. that had access to the episode, kind of what what game or what episode was their favorite, basically. Right. Okay. One hour done, gentlemen. Let's. We're about to hit the big one. Time to do some game of the year talk. Going from right, ten get to comfy. one. Get comfy. This is where it gets serious. Here we go. And I have 10 from the community as well, tallied up points and have a top awesome. 10 for them as well. So, okay, Sean, what's your number 10 game of the year for 2019? <laughs> number 10 is Cadence of Hyrule. Okay, sure. Uh, mostly just on the soundtrack alone, because I do agree it is too short. It becomes too easy. About an hour into it, you get the spear and everything becomes <laughs> extremely easy. <laughs> Um, yeah. I wish that game was was twice as long. Give us eight dungeons. Um, but I was just happy to get more Necrodancer. I like that game quite a bit. And again, the music is is super good. Also, I'm just glad to see this worked out so well. Nintendo giving away one of their flagship properties to an indie studio. Yeah. Uh, to do something weird with it. And it and it worked like it was. This is a great game. This is a good game. Yeah. I just want more of it. Like my biggest complaint is there was just not enough. And that's a that's a great complaint to have. Yeah. So that's my number 10. And it has such a nice ambiguous ending where it's just like they could just put, kind of roll this into whatever they want, I guess. <laughs> really? Yep. So, John, what's your number 10? My number 10 is Blazing Chrome. Oh, that game's now, so good. <laughs> yeah. Now, while I said Contra Rogue Corps was a big disappointment, this was a big fun surprise. Uh, yeah. This is what that game should have been. It was a super fun Contra game. Uh, multiple different weapons, like uh, multiple characters and play styles. And it was just like fun, high energy from start to finish. Short, though, was my only gripe. But at yep. least when you beat the game, you unlock the harder difficulty and you also unlock a completely different gameplay style. So, Yeah, for sure. That's a great game. Uh, my number 10 is Baba Is You. So nice. I, fi- I figured I would like this game just because it seemed charming and I fell into this deep rabbit hole of just after a while breaking my brain every day on one of the puzzles and then putting it down for the day. It became just kind of the thing I did for a while at the beginning of the year and I think it's one of the best puzzle games of all time. I absolutely love it. Uh, Sean, what is your number nine? 
Oh, shouldn't we do the community game? Oh, oh yeah, 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 you're right. I forgot. Sorry, it's a different notepad. So hold on. Bagel, come community on. Community number ten. Just barely was control. Oh, okay. Uh, my number nine is Cyanar Wild Hearts. Okay, sure. Um, I, this is one of the standout Apple Arcade games. Uh, I think it's this is worth using your Apple Arcade trial just to try this. There's a few that I would definitely recommend, but this is, I think, probably the best Apple Arcade game. Uh, again, the soundtrack is fantastic. I like the gameplay quite a bit. It lasts just long enough um, with replayability if you want to try and like perfect each stage. But there's like a good three hours of gameplay there, and visually, audi- audibly, it is it is a lot of fun. This is a, this is a really cool game. Cool. John, number nine. My number nine is Earth Defense Force Iron Rain. Nice. It was taking EDF and taking it in an interesting new direction, actually letting you customize your character, which was a nice change of pace. Still has that ridiculous, like, everything is trying to kill you, everything's going crazy thing. Uh, grinding not as annoying, but in a different way. I Like, it's still a grind fest, unfortunately, but I, honestly, I like the changes they made to it. I like the fact that it was six player online and eight player versus uh, just a fun experience. It was nice to see EDF back in a different tone and uh, not be bad. Like the last time they tried to change tone. Nice. Yeah. I need to play more of that. I had, I've had fun with the little bit I've done. So cool. Number nine for me was star Wars Jedi fallen order. So, uh, yeah, I don't know how to talk about this game in a way that isn't just it's Star Wars, so it's good. I guess it's, first of all, completely up my wheelhouse in how it controls. I really like where the problem I had, I usually have with these games is that later, if you're playing a Jedi or like anybody with a lightsaber, there's a point where they have to do something to make it so you just don't automatically cut a dude's head off at the end game because challenge or something. And the way they get around that in this game is that your lightsaber is pretty much always good against like normal shitty guys. But what you have to get better at is knowing how to like break through their defense and their guard, either by parrying them and then getting like a counterattack in or by just beating them down so senseless that they can't have no stamina to continue and then taking them out. And I think that just in like a weird lore perspective, it makes it feel that much better Anytime I'm, you're fighting somebody with a lightsaber in Fallen Order, then in stuff like, uh, what's that other big one that came out? The uh, Force, Force Unleashed, Unleashed and stuff. They just like Force Unleashed Two. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. They just made stormtroopers have like shields now or something stupid. Where yeah, I don't know. You just and in this you could kind of fight harder enemies to get through. Like you fight like basically captains and like. Uh, shock troopers right. and stuff like that uh, i'm gonna jump in because this is also my number eight this, this is really the next thing i'm talking about okay but specifically i do like when you come across a random like named enemy yeah and it's just like a mini boss battle out of nowhere there was definitely times where i got completely like caught off guard yep and wiped out and it was like oh sweet the bounty um, hunters it w- they're so good <clears throat> The bounty yeah, a lot of fun. I, one thing that kind of sucks though is they're there kind of randomly, so it's yeah. like, oh, now I'm I got your number, but then they just they didn't spawn, and it's like, oh crap. See, I do I um, like that because it feels like <clears throat> they got their bounty, they're done, they don't give a shit. <laughs> sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like the characters. 
Yeah. Um, I like the story. Like it's yep. gripping from start to finish, which I think that's kind of like the best thing you could say about a Star Wars video game is like the story is worth seeing the whole way through. And what they do at the end um, is just like such a fanboy moment for me. I was just like, oh, this is so cool. It is. It's very cool. It got spoiled to me because I watched a commercial. Oh, wow. A movie. <laughs> Great. And it was just like, and like, I know I had heard that they, there's a commercial out there that they spoiled it. And I, so I had been avoiding any kind of trailer or marketing I could find. But when you're at a movie theater and they just play a trailer in front of you. Yeah. What do you do? So that sucked. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, I think that game, like it could play better. It could yeah. feel tighter. We talked about it recently. It, it's kind of a messy, unpolished game. Um, but it's still just a lot of fun. Yeah. Running along the walls, all the cool force abilities you get, pulling people, throwing the lightsaber. That's a good time. Yeah. I will say, though, that final boss fight sucks. Yeah, it's pretty bad. She is. <laughs> she's she is way too good. She can just warp around the map. She has an attack where she just picks you up and like yeah. punches half your health away. Like, are you are you kidding me? Yeah, no, she's super to, unfair. Like, for sure. I had to stand like on the other side of the room and just throw my lightsaber at her over and over until her health was done. You know, like like a real Jedi. Yeah. So, but up until that point, like everything else. And like, then totally af- fun. after I, that I, point, oof. after that point's really good. Yeah. It's I, I'm I'm look. I can't wait for a sequel to that. Yep. Like, I think it's going to be such a good improvement is going to be such a good game. I can't wait. Yep. Agreed. Uh, the community Number nine was Pokemon Sword slash Shield. Okay. And I just said my number eight. So, John, your number eight? My number eight, Resident Evil 2, the remake. I, uh, yeah, I'll have this discussion with you. <laughs> sure. Oh, I, I know. I know you will. Uh, I would have loved to put this much higher, but honestly, I didn't get to play too much of it. It's the real downside on it. But mm. I just loved how different it was from the actual two yet felt the exact same like it's it's actually impressive how different it felt yet i don't know it just felt like it was exactly what it needed to be i never really like i said i never really got to dig into the real meat and bones of it but it was just nice seeing like it wasn't just an hdification of the game it was like so much for sure yeah i really like it because the people that made it you can tell were fans of the original and they knew what was like the cool things from that and what they'd liked, but they kind of did it in their own way. I totally agree with you. Um, yeah. Yeah. That game is just absolutely phenomenal. The only problem I have with it is that it is a remake. Like it's not a completely yeah. new thing. So I kind of knew all along what was going to go on, but at the same time that kind of like strokes your nostalgia for it. And that's what yeah. like made it higher for me. If somebody wanted like a new game, that might be a little disappointing in its own way. But um, I really like seeing how this team would like handle certain things in the game. And they do some really weird and crazy things. I wish the DLC that they've released for it was better. But like it seems just kind of. Yeah, it's just kind of pointless. I um, I feel like it's partially because they focused so soon on doing Resident Evil 3. I feel like they probably the DLC was more of an afterthought because of it. Sure. Yeah, and I'm I'm definitely okay with that. <laughs> so mm. for sure. Here's hoping three is also good. Yeah. Yep. Uh, are we on number Paul, eight you're up next? Yep, eight. My number eight for Paul. My number eight is Super Mario Maker two. Nice. Uh, okay. 
I don't know how to talk about this in a new way because it's not exactly new. Uh, the reason why this actually made the list in general was because as soon as they released Link, it became a completely new game. Um, That's respectable, yeah. Yeah, it wasn't on I'm, my top 10. And then when they released that, I was like, oh, we can make levels now that are adventure levels. That's fucking great. Uh, it didn't take long for people to do bullshit Kaizel levels where you're just down sorting on a rolling ball over and over again. And those suck. And if you do them, you're bad and should feel bad. But like there are some creators out there that have actually tried to make like little dungeons and t- really take advantage of the fact that you can like use the bow um, as like a little projectile to reach places or like you have a charge attack and like a shield and stuff like that. I think it's really, really cool. Other than that, it's honestly the same game just with like more stuff added to it. And that's good enough as it is, but they took it to a new level by adding link for sure. I like yeah. that. It has a story mode. That's sure. That's Even fun. if it is basically just like a, a like a threadbare excuse to just make their own stages. I'm glad they actually did make their own stages this time around. Sure. Yeah, for sure. I kind of like the ninja speedrun things too, but like that's a fun, that's an interesting thing to add for sure. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. I hated the second one though. <laughs> I don't like the. It's weird because I'm at odds with myself here. I didn't like the Legend of Zelda themed speedrun. I liked the Mario themed one because that felt like a speedrun. The Legend of Zelda one was weird and janky in different ways, but yeah, no, I really like what they're doing with it, and I'm just surprised that they changed the game so much by adding a new character to it and i kind of want them to add more i am curious if they are going to add more because they they still make it seem like they're going to add more tile sets but they haven't hinted at anything yet i know yeah i hope they add more i just wish they could fix the damn net code that's honestly why i kept it off like my top 10 and honorable mentions because the thing i was the most excited for was the feature that kind of ran the worst yeah um, the number eight for a community was Resident Evil 2 Remake. Nice. Sean, seven. Sean, number seven. Um, number seven for me is SteamWorld Quest. Nice. Um, you know, the deck building games, the, the dungeon crawling with them is, is very enjoyable to me. Um, I prefer this one over... Slay the Spire, mostly because of, you know, having characters and a story to grab onto as someone who's who's values story quite a bit into games. Mm-hmm. Um, so this just kind of took some of the best parts of Slay the Spire and added the other components that I really like. It's got good music. I love the way it looks. And I'm just a big fan of the SteamWorld games. They keep doing some really fun stuff with them. And I would love a sequel to SteamWorld Quest 2. I just want more of that. Uh, but this was already a great length as it was. It wasn't too short. It wasn't too long. Um, and like some of those characters are like well thought out. It, it was a it was a really good time. Nice. Yeah, it's a good game. Uh, John, number seven. And number seven was Ukulele and the Impossible Layer. This is my six, so I can tag team this with you. Nice. For sure. All right. This was honestly like. Like we kind of said before, uh, a surprising return to form because ukulele as a 3D platformer was very hit or miss depending on who you talk to. But this as a Donkey Kong Country style 2D platformer was surprisingly good. Uh, a lot of cool yeah. ideas like the basically the fact that every stage had a messed up version you could do to kind of change things. 
Cause yeah. I remember playing the first stage. I'm like, there's a door. I don't know how to reach. How the hell do I reach that door? And then like five or six stages later, I go back. I'm like, Oh, that's how you get the door. Yeah. It was just really lots like a little cool thing. Like they somehow got that exploration feeling that I enjoyed of trying to find the secrets in Donkey Kong country. They brought it back in a surprisingly well way. Still, still some quirks to it. Like I said, the the jumping yeah. feels a little jank at times, but uh, I like the little things like the fact that when you took your hit and lost your partner, you could still get them back if you were fast enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, the tonic ideas were actually really cool. Even if some of them literally just made the game completely unplayable. Yeah. <laughs> like uh, the Game Boy filter and then like the 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 two bit filter or whatever it is, like just like completely destroying the fidelity of the game. <laughs> but it, it was really fun. I actually was really enjoyed this game. Yeah, I think it um, can't be understated how cool it is to kind of basically do like like a dark world version of worlds, but like the way that they come about is by something on the overworld happening to that stage. So like, for example, there's one stage that's like on a bridge and it's all normal and whatever. Then you flip a switch in the overworld and that one that was on the stage is now the bridge had gone up. So now that level you play like on its side, basically crawling up it rather than going across it. Or another one is like, um, I think there's one where it's like a regular grassy area. No, it's a factory. And then like you flood it basically in the overworld by like put making a river go through it. And now you're playing through it again with like everything underwater. It becomes a water level. It's so good. Like everything is so thought out in that game. It's just a real treat to play. Um, Both like I think us liking Donkey Kong Country really sends it home for us but like even somebody who like hasn't played those or doesn't like those i think there's enough in there that you could feel pretty good as long as you like platforming you have to like platforming like if you don't it's gonna (laughs) yeah um i i mean we both like platforming so it's fine (laughs) speaking of platforming uh my number seven's indivisible a kind of a late one for me to play because i only played it uh a little bit ago um and i was a little worried if i had some recency bias because of it but then i was thinking about it more and more and like i 100 percent of that game that game is just so good and so it's just so well made it's kind of a weird mashup between like a fighting game with like rpg platforming going on in it and some metroidvania-ness so the way it controls and plays is that you have uh, a team of four characters with your main girl always being um, one of them. And you can, they like represent a different button on your, like a facing button on your controller and you attack, they do attacks depending on like which way you are tilting your control stick and then pushing the button that they respond to. So there's a lot of opportunities to do some cool combo attacks against enemies and, Frankly, the, for some of them, you need to do that. Otherwise, you're like going to do no damage um, during fights and whatnot. And they all have like special abilities. There's 21 characters in total in that game, which is absolutely fucking crazy. The story's decent and it's a beautiful looking game. It's uh, made by the Skullgirls dev. And yeah, there's I just can't stop talking enough about it. There's good platforming elements in it. 
Uh, although one part does feel maybe a little bit long, like it just goes on for what feels like forever. Uh, the fighting is fun, but I wish that there was like a reason to fight in that game other than it just being kind of fun. Like, I wish you got gold or something that you could get, but if you don't like grinding or whatever, you can generally skip most of the fights if you're paying attention and like dodging enemies and stuff like that. Yeah, that game is just so good. Uh, it would probably be higher, but I felt like the other games in my list outweigh it a little bit. So that's why it's my number seven. Number seven for community is Slay the Spire. Nice. Sean, number six. My number six is Life is Strange 2. Okay. Oh, wow. Okay. Uh, Not a surprise that I'm a big Life is Strange fan. Uh, I've played every season that they've put out. I believe the first Life is Strange was my game of the year that year. Mm -hmm. Um, I just... I'm a big fan of narrative-driven games quite a bit. And this one was good. Not a lot of people were talking about Life is Strange 2. And I, I don't quite understand why, but I do understand... I, I, from what I understand, though, it was a bit of a commercial failure, uh, which is disappointing because I think this one is just as strong as the first season. Um, they There's a really touching story between these two brothers that are kind of on the run from the police... Uh, while, while you have to kind of figure out how you're going to deal with your younger brother having superpowers. Um, and it, 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 there's a real fine line between like how you need to cater to your brother, if you should push him, how you, how you should teach him. And I think it does a really good job with that. And the ending is, I was so super happy to see that the ending totally sucked the landing. There's a whole bunch of different endings you can get. I, I, you know, I watched the video online, seeing all the different ones. I'm happy with the one I got. I, I think that was uh, relevant, but they all go in pretty unique and different ways. And it's, it's really cool. Each episode I have, like, there's a highlight of each episode, which I think that's probably the best thing you can say is there's no like weak episode or weak component to the five episode series. Um, you'll have a good time with all of it if, if you like those games. So, you know, again, it was like a commercial failure from what I understand. So I I recommend tre- checking it out if you did like Life is Strange 1 and wrote this off for whatever reason, because I think it is just as strong as the first one. And, you, you know, you'll have a good time with it. Cool. John, number six. My number six was Katana Zero. Again, nice. like we talked about earlier, excellent platformer, uh, nice combat, nice time mechanic simulate like uh, controls. The idea is basically you have to figure out how to get through a room as stylishly and uh, uh, as safely as possible. And there was just a lot of little cool things you could do. There was nice little puzzles you could figure out as well for getting like extra content. There's other extra weapons you can unlock. It's Uh, very Hotline Miami. Yeah. And there's like little variances in the story. There's uh, you can kind of mess with some characters, unlock hidden fights and stuff. I really liked a lot about that. I just really wish they had they had put more out. I know they are still working on the DLC and I just, I just, I'm kind of excited for more basically is what I'm saying. Yeah. Cool. Uh, my number six was ukulele and I talked at length about why. Okay. Number six for the community kingdom hearts three. Okay. Okay. I am so curious where this community list is going to go. Cause it is some of the ones that I thought would be at the top are like, pretty low yeah 
like Kingdom Hearts, for example. I'm pretty sure I, I know no... what the number one is, but I'm okay. probably well, wrong. I guess we'll find out. Okay. Um, number. F- oh, I guess we're at top five now. So number top five, five, baby, Sean. Top five. Um, my number five game is Creature in the Well. Oh wow. shit! That was this year. Yeah, I had this under um, surprising for a long time. Yeah, this yeah. game is a surprise. It, it, is. it came out of nowhere. It kind of left out of nowhere. No one really talked about it much, um, but for whatever reason, it just it grabbed me. Yeah, and it just like clicked like yep. right off the bat. Me too. Um, it's a weird pinball dungeon crawler where you are a robot sporting like a tunic, like a ripped like a cool cape basically mm-hmm. um and you're in like a, a town surrounded by a desert storm and you're just kind of going deeper and deeper into the well where there's some creature in there that is causing the storm and it's just interesting from like a lore standpoint of like what is going on in this world what who built all this stuff you come across different robot engineers and stuff like that it, it's just a it's it sets like a really good scene um, and it just makes you want to learn more. But the gameplay is you basically contain these like energy orbs with the swing of your bat, and then you can send them out to pinball around the areas. It starts off harder than the game actually is, yeah. Uh, which I think put off a lot of people. They make you want they make you have to do a lot of like really precise shots in that first dungeon. But then you pretty immediately get a weapon that makes things a lot easier because it creates like a little laser pointer across the screen which makes lining things up super easy mm-hmm. and then you get all the weapons do something pretty cool like i was bouncing between a few of like yep. oh this scenario calls for this this scenario calls for that like it would usually with a lot of these games you're going to just stick with like whatever the strongest thing is but the fact that i like had different build outs that i was jumping between definitely had me more engaged yeah it also has like a really kind of interesting look it's like this like flat cell shading um and it's it's just kind of cool the boss fights are cool like it it's it's not pinball in the sense of you're like on a table but there's definitely a pinball aspect to it and it just it worked for me yeah and i think it's like a a, like the right length it's about eight hours long um i had a i had a lot of fun with it it's it's a cool time yeah for sure uh john number five my number five is river city girls nice uh Always loved River City Ransom, one of my favorite NES games. It was nice seeing uh, a stylized way forward beat em up brought by them. Combat felt really nice. They added so many different combos and like just ways to fight in there that felt really satisfying. Uh, this has a good soundtrack. Yeah, excellent soundtrack. Yeah. yeah. Uh, just like a fun presentation, like a good way of like kind of uh, showing off the history of River City Ransom and like and Kunio games in general. Like it was really fun. My only gripe is again the ending. The ending did not stick the landing, to say the least. Mm, yeah, it's a bummer. Yeah, but I did like it a lot. It was one of the few games I found myself actually replaying to to get like the extra endings and unlock everything. So yeah, that's why it's nice. Up here. Okay, number five for me, Control. Controls also on my list, so yeah. I will talk to you about. So I will talk to you about some control for sure. Yeah. I, I, I'll be yeah. happy to talk to you about some control. All right. So at first glance, Control seems like a pretty good sh- third-person shooter, when really the third-person shooting is the least interesting thing about that game because everything else is so good. Um, basically, it's 
you want to it's weird because it's like you actually want to use your powers more and they all feel like super useful and i found by the end that i was using my powers more than my gun most times uh to do like everything basically um i will say it's kind of weird the reason why this is a little low on my list is because i don't care at all about the main story and i kind of don't care about the characters all the side stuff is fucking amazing though it's like my it was my favorite game of 2019 to read and like logs and like see all the side content for for sure i love the world that they're building and um i want to see more come out of it basically otherwise it would have been higher i think like the main story stuff is i don't care about her brother as much as like i'm supposed to because i'm her or whatever like the character does but i don't i care more about getting this traffic light that i have to like stop at when it's red otherwise it teleports me back to the beginning of the room or like the weird fridge that keeps eating people's keep eating keeps eating people into its weird dimension it yeah that game is like just nothing but just a shit show of awesome stuff happening uh and yeah i can't say more good things about it i want dlc for it so bad i almost have like nothing negative to say about control personally i like the gunfighting. i think that you have this pistol that transforms into like whatever gun you need it to be is cool um there's like a sniper one that like you like like build up and then it shoots really strong and that one's cool the machine gun version's really cool also the gun just like transforms like it just kind of hovers with you and transforms which, which that's just cool visually the way you get it is cool with the director just offing himself and it's like now you're the director and jesse's like yes okay. you're that's okay uh, yeah. i am the director thank you <laughs> I actually do like the story. I think it goes to some weird places. They like don't give you enough information about it, but they do give you enough information about like her past and she like the weird ghost in her head. Like I like all that stuff. This seemed like a an episode of Twin Peaks and an episode of X Files. I love that you go to the weird motel right. repeatedly to do these weird puzzles, and that like you just warp around. The janitor Auti is weird and crazy and i like that stuff uh the ashtray maze might be my favorite section of a game the from the entire year like that might be my favorite part of a game that was okay. such a cool and fun moment um and yeah like like paul said the uh the powers are very cool like the first time you get like caught off guard with you know you don't have any bullets left and you just like instinctually try to grab something and a chunk of the wall rips out. Cause you can just grab anything you need and throw yeah. it at enemies. That's super cool. Um, but yeah, you mentioned the collectibles. These are the best collectibles I've ever come across in a game. Easy. I yep. never, I never read little lore books or notes or like audio log stuff. Even after control, I still don't. I like, oh. I check a little bit longer now just in case, in uh-huh. case they're real good. Cause control <laughs> yeah. did it real well still not that interesting i just I, like i don't care about you know the family that died in this hut or whatever sure but but every little story in those collectibles was like a short story like it was like tell a scary story in three sentences and then they do yeah. it and the way they redact some of the info is like funny and, and teasing in just the right way like i could not get enough of that st- stuff people 
who work in this weird building that they and they have to just put up with all the weird stuff that the building does, but they're just regular people. Like, has anyone been able to locate the bathroom? It moved again. Like, that's yeah. just one of the, the memos and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The memos of like, my room is covered in post-it notes. I hate working on this floor. <laughs> yeah. Or like, and, and like when you finish the ashtray maze and you come across some memos where the scientists are like, the ashtray maze is to have really important people only be able to get through it. And, and then pe- some of the engineers there were like, how does the janitor keep getting over here? I thought there was like blocks for this stuff. Like it is so interesting. And that's not even talking about the objects of power that you were talking about. Mm -hmm. Like the fridge that you cannot close your eyes or look away from or else the, like it gets you. So a guy has to sit there forever. And there's a dude trapped for the whole game there that you need to like relieve the rubber duck. Like, there's so much love in there and the fact that the they're coming out with dlc that ties to alan wake yeah is like i am the exact venn diagram for that like i can't (laughs) think of a better thing for me thank you so very much remedy like i i just had control grabbed me in such a strong way this year yeah it's a really cool game it, basically, if you're listening to this and you like SCP and reading like those like short things on Reddit, even like this is probably a game up your alley, just straight up. Community number five, the Outer Worlds. Sean, what is your okay. number four? Yeah, number four. Number four is the Division Two. Okay. Um. God, that was this year. That, that was, was this year, yes. Yeah. Um, division two is it's more of the division, which I enjoyed quite a bit. I came to the division late. It mm. was added to Game Pass, and I went through it co-op. And a lot of the same reasons I liked Division Two. Uh, it's a great co-op game. I play yeah. a lot of games co-op. That does a lot for me. I have quite a bit of fun with that. And the division is just a really easy way for people to jump in and out of. Um, I thought the environment designs of each level were pretty unique and enjoyable. Going through the different kind of museums um in uh dc uh made for some pretty cool shootouts the enemies were like the ai is pretty interesting and how they'll try and flank you you can't just stand there and shoot from one bit of cover like it's a gears game you need to be moving around you need to be using your abilities and that was a lot of fun um when you have a whole crew of people just like running through and grabbing the loot it's a really good time it's what you know probably the a lot of the better players in destiny have really clicked in but for me it was the division two uh i like that they are still supporting it with a a new mission here and there so i still jump into it and and play the story stuff when i can i can't tell you a thing about the story i couldn't tell you a single character's name in that game except there's a president at one point and i I don't even remember what happens to the president um but it, it doesn't matter no one's playing this game for the story it's just a good multiplayer shooter with like some good feeling guns and some cool environments to loot and shoot your way through so division two is a, a really enjoyable game yeah that's a super good game and the way they've been um supporting it with stuff coming out that's like good and interesting content has been super good too uh number four john Blaster Master Zero Two. This was the one I forgot came out this year and uh, had to re-add <laughs> because uh, I love the original Blaster Master Zero. It was a really good remake, reimagining of the original Blaster Master game on the NES. Uh, they 
like added a nice bit of story to it. They added some cool elements and everything. And then they were like, hey, how about we just make our own version of this? Like, how about we just take these characters and just do whatever the fuck we want? Because now we don't have to worry about like remaking something. And yeah. it's really good. They made their own characters. The boss fights are interesting, as Inti Creates always does. Um, I was really invested in, as I was playing it, trying to figure out how to like solve the actual storyline issue that was going on and how to just what would happen by the end, considering the directions that Blaster Master Zero One's ending went in. Um, it just it was just a solid, fun game to play around all around, and I just really enjoyed it. My only real bummer is that uh, Blaster Master Zero One had a lot of extra stuff unlock after you beat the game and a lot of like extra DLC stuff. And they're not at that point with this game yet. Like when you beat blaster master zero one, you unlock hard mode and a bunch of other like extra options. And this one had nothing that unlocked after I beat the game, but it oh. was a longer game, which uh, I guess was meant to balance that out. And they are still doing DLC for it because they've already added one new character. So I'm just curious to see what they're going to keep doing with that game and if they're going to do a zero three because there is a sequel bait as well at the end. Cool. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I still have to finish the yeah. first one. <laughs> yeah, Paul, I yeah. think you would. I think you would like them both, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I really liked what I played of the first one. I just didn't get back to it. Okay, my number four. All right. Forgive me number for four. being presumptuous, Sean, but do you want to talk about the Outer Worlds with me? <laughs> I would love to talk about the outer worlds with you. And this is actually my number three. Okay. So it'll talk tie about in it anyway. Okay, cool. Yes. So I'll preface this by saying I hate fallout new Vegas. Uh, mainly the fact that I don't like the setting. Um, it's like obviously the better game between that and three, but I liked three setting more. So it had a better, uh, more special place in my heart. It was really nice to play an obsidian fallout game. Because they do the dialogue stuff and, like, all that's uh, the character building and world building stuff way better. So I really, really just fell into the Outer Worlds and kind of lost, like, a month of my life, basically, to it. Uh, yep. It's, I let me just double check. I think it's the only game this year where I actually went and, like, made sure to seek out every single quest I could. And do like li like really ring out everything I feel like I could out of it so much so that when one faction started really hating me, I was considering reloading a save from like 20 hours before just so I could get one quest done that was under my fail. Oh, wow. I didn't wow. because that's ridiculous. Um, but everything about this game, like if we're not even just talking about all the character and dialogue stuff, which everybody knows that they do well. Let's talk about the stuff that's like, that has like real ramifications of how you play the game. Like it getting like, what are the, what's the word for it? Like if you fall off, this is the first one that happened to me. If you fall off of things too much and take fall damage, you could get crippled legs basically, or like broken right. legs. You can take like debuffs essentially to get a perk point to put into something else. And um, the way I played it is that any time called flaws, flaws, is that what it's, yeah, what they were called? yeah, I think so. Yeah. So every time a flaw came up, I forced myself to take it, which I don't necessarily recommend because some of them are fucking brutal. Um, like one of them just basically made my character an idiot, but that also made it so that I was able to get the super secret ending where the idiot does something and. Something oh, bad so you happens. It's a stupid route. 
Okay. Yeah. So, I hear that's like fun ending. I, I definitely didn't do it. I need to look into it, what it is, though. You know what the ending is, right? Like in your head? Yeah. I beat the game, yeah. Yeah. It's... <laughs> you don't need... No spoilers. No. They don't need to talk about the spoilers. It's... Before you do the end part, you, there's like a thing where it's just like, we really recommend you don't do this thing. You're... The idiot version is literally just push the big button and you can just like end the game in a terrible way, <laughs> basically. Okay. Yeah. So... Um, the fact that like how you play the game can have ramifications on how the game can be played, I think is just like the pinnacle of what game design should be. I think that's just perfect game design right there. Even if it's like bad, um, some of the flaws are terrible. Like I don't necessarily, I never took a single flaw. I actually didn't think the perks were like that interesting. Yeah, no, Um, the perks aren't that great, but some of the flaws are really bad like really yeah, bad. Yeah, well I just so, didn't take yeah. any of the the flaws cuz it was like not worth getting the perk point. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't care about the perks. And that's I do have there are there are some pretty lows to the outer worlds. Like I think the highs are very high. Obviously, I think sure. that cuz it's my number 3 game. Sure. <clears throat> but some of the lows are like the combat's extremely easy. I didn't find that. Which is at fine. All. Like Well, I'm playing on normal. I'm assuming you played on hard? No, I'm playing on normal. Oh, yeah. interesting. I found the combat become like completely like breezable uh pretty early on um and but that didn't like bug me because i was enjoying the story and and right learning meeting all the characters and all the factions and stuff like that and that's what i was there for um but yeah like not caring about the perks so much because i didn't care much about the combat it was easy to just kind of get through um there are some great characters pravati's obviously awesome i like ellie and naoka i like vicar max I feel like there's a few characters that they just don't do enough with the robot, um, the robot for one, uh, like the, like the best thing that happens with him is that the, the, uh, your spaceship is horny for the robot. <laughs> yeah. Um, but that's just like a dialogue option that you can kind of stumble into. Yeah. That's about it. But I kind of um, like that. The then, robot shouldn't have personality. It's a fucking cleaning robot. Who cares? <laughs> I, well, that, that's the thing is like this game's so silly. Like I wouldn't be surprised if the cleaning robot had it like had a, something had a like a quest to go on yeah uh, a companion quest like i um and then like that other guy uh who he does the drop kick which i really love but i forget his name yeah i don't remember it either yeah because like he's pretty like forgettable as well yeah um so i would have liked a bit more with that stuff like and, and i say that because i'm comparing it to mass effect and the fact that i can even do that yeah in well regard says a lot about how much i enjoyed the outer worlds yeah but like mass effect is like top tier for this kind of stuff so sure it leaves me wanting a bit more um i love that this came to game pass kind of came out of nowhere for yeah. me obviously it was like my surprise of the year I, I i don't really touch fallout games much they don't do much for me but this just grabbed me yeah and the fact that it was like oh man obsidian is back they're doing strong like this is the first thing since microsoft bought them i can't wait to see what they're gonna do next with the money they have that's exciting as well yep um I will say that Monarch, I think, takes a it goes on a little bit too long. <clears throat> I'm trying to remember which um, one that is. Is that the first? That's area? the Acid Planet with all the factions and stuff. Oh yeah, uh-huh. uh, it's like the third planet you go to, or second major planet you go to, or whatever it is. I can't quite remember. Um, that that's like the longest part of the game. Um, especially because the last planet you go to with the all the rich people, there's like not even that much combat involved. Right. Uh, so that one's like relatively short. I would have kind of preferred a bit more of like a, an even pace between the two because near the end I was kind of like I just kind of want to get through this like I've I've been playing like 30 hours at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, 
So I think there's some of the second half pacing could have been a little tighter, but like that first half is like totally like perfect for me. Like I, you get the best characters, the best decision-making. Like I, I had a strong bond with my crew for sure. Like it's, it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the community's number four was untitled goose game. Okay. All right. Sean, you said you're three. Uh, three was outer worlds. John, what's your number three? My number three is Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. Ooh, nice. Yeah, so obviously I've been waiting for this one for a long time. I was of the Kickstarter. I was a Kickstarter clan. I was a big fan of pretty much all the Egovania Castlevanias for a long time. Uh, so finally getting to see like a new one in that that feels just as good as the classics was really refreshing. I did not mm-hmm. get to experience the full thing, but what I played of it, I loved and it just, it just felt right. So yeah. Yeah. If, if you it's need really a Metroidvania good. that feels like all the old Castlevanias, like yeah, bloodstained, it's, it's straight up. Like, I'm just happy that it's also a Kickstarter game that turned out to actually be what it advertised because after like mighty number no. nine and stuff, a lot of people <laughs> were nervous about this and how long yeah. it took for these to come out. But yeah. the fact that both Bloodstained games that came out ended up actually being good was just like, oh, thank God. Totally. Yeah. Super good. Super good game for sure. Uh, we're at number three, right? Yep. My yep. number three is Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Um, I'm surprised it's only at three, but I'm not completely <laughs> surprised. I forgot you played this. Yes. Uh, I need to go back and finish it now that uh, crunch time for every other 2019 game is done. Um, The way people talked about this game put me off of it for a while. I didn't want to be part of like everybody overhyping it or whatever. So I started playing it when the hype for it had died down. But uh, yeah, this game is absolutely phenomenal. You mean right after it won game of the year at the game awards? No, I played it before game awards. Okay. I I thought you played it in crunch time, you said. Yeah, crunch time was after the game awards till now for other stuff. Okay, hence okay. like indivisible and blah blah blah. Um, yeah, that game is just such a nice fresh take on what from software like Souls like game should be because it doesn't play like a Souls game at all. It's very um, people say that it plays more like Tenchu, and they're totally right. Uh, you play as kind of like a shitty ninja instead of like some beefy dude, so you have to like really you're not you shouldn't be running into battle against a guy uh, like samurai for instance who is trained to like fuck your shit up basically you need to kind of be a little sneakier take out all his guards or whatever just like attack from the shadows get in a cheap shot if you can down to the point where there's like literally an item to basically throw sand into the dude's face to get like some of his uh guard down and shit like that and um just the way it kind of controls like uh Jedi fallen order, but like to the extreme where it's very parry focused. And every time you fight against another swordsman of some sort, it just feels like those giant battles you would see in, um in like sword fighting movies or whatever, where there's two people just clashing swords for like an hour and you're like actively part of it. It's really, really difficult in a way that, I wasn't even prepared for, but every time I feel like I do anything in that game, I feel like I've earned it. And I fucking love that feeling. 
And that's a feeling that even the Souls games don't really have anymore because they kind of formulaic in how they are, where it's just like, get this item, buff up this stat, and then circle strafe around something. This game basically doesn't have stat buffing or anything. Everything that you accomplish in it is accomplished by you bet getting better as a player, and it's just basically perfect in that regard. I absolutely love it, and I can't wait to see more. Number three for Community was Mario Maker 2. Okay. All right. Getting down there. Sean, what's your number two? My number two was Control, which I talked about already. All right. Okay. So my number two uh, is Devil May Cry 5. Nice. Okay. I was wondering where it would be. Yeah, it was very high up. This was my guest for no- for guests for number one, so I it, don't know what you're. I wouldn't about. be surprised if this was also my community the community guest for number one. Uh, Devil oh, May Cry Five. It's Devil May Cry. Mm. It's back. It's good. It's yeah. thank God. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> I don't. Hey, DMC is awesome. Yeah, but it's it's not it's not the Devil May Cry. It's not the Dante I grew up with. That's the thing. It I mm. I respect the direction they went with in DMC. I respect uh, that studio for doing that. I like what Ninja Theory did with that. But, I mean, I was invested with the characters at this point. I didn't need to see an alt-universe of those characters. I just wanted to see more of those characters. And yeah. that's what they did with 5. I still don't like V. I still sure. think he's a trash character. But I pretty I much like, like everything v else about that game. And weird. <laughs> he is weird. That's true. Yeah, no, uh, I was very excited for this when this got announced. I think it was actually my surprise of last year, if I want to say. Probably. No, it was not. Uh, no, oh. it was not, actually. It's not on the list, but it was a surprise announcement. So uh, happy that this came out and that it was good, and it looks like it basically revived the series. Yeah. Yeah, how could it be your surprise last year? It was didn't come out last year. It got announced last year at E3. <laughs> right. But, I mean, that... that okay. Um, number two is Resident Evil 2 remake for me. I'm also surprised that's your number one. Yeah, same here. Um, but when you, when you were talking about it earlier, I was like, Ooh, he actually doesn't have it as his number one. (laughs) When I was just like, the only problem with it is that I kind of know every beat of it. Yeah. Um, that's honestly a big enough problem for me that there was one other game this year that I was just like, I just love this and keep revisiting it. Uh, so we'll get to that in a I moment. I think I know obviously. your number one, and I'm I'm surprised it's your number one. <laughs> okay. Um, it's hard to talk more about Resident mm-hmm. Evil 2, mainly because it is a remake, and I've talked about the, like enough in the past of what makes it good. But basically, it was really, really nice to uh, revisit this game. It's not even my favorite like Resident Evil game, like number two out of all the old ones. So like, it was nice to revisit it, though. Um, more than anything, it makes me excited to see remakes or like reboots of maybe some other really bad Resident Evil games that came out back in the day. Probably not, but maybe. I mean, with Resident Evil 3, who knows, uh, depending how that does. But um, yeah, it was just really cool to see a new interpre- interpretation of the events of Racking City and Claire and Leon and the fact that you can buy their old shitty PlayStation Polygon <laughs> suits is great. Mr. X is scary as fuck and was like one of the most stress inducing things of this year next to Baba is you. Uh, yeah, there's just so many good things I could say about that game, but there's one other game this year that I just blew me away. So that's why it's number one. 
Sean, do you want to take a guess as to what my number one is? And I won't, I won't like say either way. I'm just curious. Uh, no, I'm good. Okay. What's your number one? Oh, no, wait. Number well, two. Community. community. Yeah. Cadence of Hyrule. Was like, yeah. Okay. Real high right. up there. So. Uh, my game. Oh, so now we're going to do the, what the people guessed, right? Oh, you're right. Yep. Sean. So part of the community survey was guessing what each of our game of the years would be. Yep. So yeah, let's start with mine. Sean, the community guessed that your game of the year was Control. Close. Second. Yeah. Um, very close. My game of the year is Apex Legends. Yeah. Wow. Actually, Nathan uh, this guessed wins. this at, when we were talking in person a while back here. <laughs> <clears throat> um, I play this game almost every single day. Uh, like I, yeah. I just keep doing it. It is such an easy thing to just jump in and jump out for 15 minutes. It, you know, the co-op aspect of it, like it's, it, it, it just grabbed me. The battle pass was enjoyable. Each of the seasonal events were fun. It is just, it is my go-to when I'm playing co-op with a, my buddy. We play a couple rounds of apex to do some of the daily challenges. And then we move on. It's like a routinely thing every day. Every time we play, we do about 30 minutes of apex. Then we play something else. It's just, it is the easiest thing for me to jump in. It reminds me of overwatch of like, I got 20 minutes. That's enough for a game. Let's do it. I, I have such a blast with apex. And although like control again was extremely high up there just from a sheer like numbers standpoint i played so much apex legends this year so that's my game of the year okay okay john the community was split three ways for you they weren't really sure three ways so they like, a f- like fully split fully split completely th- okay like, all right yep 33 for each one of these bloodstained ritual of the night which was number Devil three. Devil May Cry 5. Which was number two. And Resident Evil 2 Remake. <laughs> which was number eight. So. Yeah, interesting. All a right. little off, but one what was, was your game? Tetris 99. Nice. Yes. Oh, interesting. It just okay. completely blew me away. I had basically stopped caring about multiplayer Tetris and then just got awash with like feelings of nostalgia while playing it. I love the new take on it. It was just so fun chasing down like a, uh, like a win. It was just, I loved every part of it. I love taking part of the Maximus tournaments to try to get the, the new skins. I love all the extra stuff that they added. Yeah. Uh, I just, this, there was just so much about it that just kind of rekindled my love of Tetris. And I just love that. It's just one of these like projects that came out of nowhere was basically free and just they keep doing so much with it. So, yeah, no, Tetris 99. I, and I'm going to be real. If I had put more time into Devil May Cry 5, it probably would have been number one. There's a number Fair. of games. Uh, there's at least one game in particular I'm looking at on my pile of shame where I know if I had played it, it probably also would have been in the running for number one, which uh-huh. I'm surprised no one even mentioned. Uh, okay. But, yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it ended up just eking everything out. It's a game that I can definitely see myself playing a bunch this year as well. Cool. The community guessed my game of the year was Resident Evil 2 Remake, and I don't blame them. And that was your number two. Sean, what were you like, oh, I think I know what it is now. I thought you were about to do Baba is You. No, that was my number 10. 
Yeah, he already okay, said well, it. One of us isn't really paying attention. <laughs> okay, <so. laughs> fair enough. My game of the year was Slay the Spire. Ah, uh, okay. yeah, that's fair. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, for all the reasons I said much, much earlier tonight that we were talking about, it's a game that just kind of like invented its own genre basically and is still the top tier in it even though like other games do stuff from it and like put their own spin on it i still go back to slay the spire consistently and that new character is out so they keep adding some stuff oh sweet okay yeah that's good i i mean i don't want to keep talking about it because i did (laughs) a lot before Mm. but yeah all right my game of the year community game of the year fire emblem three houses Knew it. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yes, that that makes sense. Okay. Honorable mentions time? Honorable mentions. Let's do it. Sean, do you have, what do you have for honorable mentions? Um, So I'm going to get through a couple that we've already kind of talked about. I'll just list them off and then I'll say one that I I actually do have. Yeah, yeah. We've talked about Ape Out. We've talked about Risk of Rain 2. We've talked about Untitled Goose Game. Okay, yeah. Uh, we talked a little bit about Death Stranding. I, It's still positive for me. Okay. Uh, game we have not talked about that is on my honorable mentions is Shapeshifting Detective. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> sure. Because um, that's just a real silly FMV game um, <laughs> with, uh, with a very good actor who knows his FMV games really well sure uh and it's just a fun time it's it's on ipad i can't recommend this enough this is a good like two three hours of just silly murder mystery um so there's that one okay are we doing one at a time how are we doing sure this? john what's uh, an honorable mention sure. you have uh bob as you i honestly really love that game yeah. a lot uh it grabbed me pretty well yep do you want to give another one since we've talked about it sure uh well, the problem is I only have three honorable mentions and two of them we've already talked about. Slay the Spire was my other one. Oh, okay. I kept it out of my top 10 primarily because I, I considered it already out because it was like an early access game for a couple years. Right. Yeah, for sure. But yeah, no, uh, that was also a fun game that I didn't think I was really going to get into, despite the fact that I knew I liked deck building games. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Um, I mean, the ones we've talked about already that I'll just get out of the way. Division two is fucking great. I love it. Yeah, that's yeah, uh, that's an honorable mention for me. Katana Zero is was on the list for a long time until like I started rearranging and remembering some other things existed. Uh, that that's a great game. Same with Bloodstained Ritual of the Night. That's like if there was like a number 11 and 12, those, those would probably be I'm there. I'm surprised that one's not on your list. Bloodstained? It, yeah. it just got pushed off, basically. Um, SteamWorld Quest was a shout-out that I wanted to do as well, but you had it on your list. Makes sense. That's a great game. That's a good game. Yep. Um, and Devil May Cry 5, we talked about, obviously. That's just a fucking great return to form, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, I can't wait for more of it. So I'll add to on the pile here and say Wargroove was one of the best tactics okay. game I've played in a long, long time. And I need to go back and finish sure. it, but I absolutely love that game. Yeah, new DLC coming out soon. Yep. What about you, Sean? Uh, I'll, I'll say another one. I'll say Heave Ho. Okay. Um, one of the most kind of unique and silly multiplayer games I played last year. Um, I could pretty much recommend this to anyone, even if they're a gamer or a normie. Uh, it is 
fantastic at parties. It never ceases to just be absolutely hilarious. And even though I've seen the first few stages like several times now, it is still just a delight to play. Heave Ho is very good. I cannot recommend you getting that enough for like your Switch. Yeah. John, do you have another honorable mention you want to throw on? I got one more, and it's my boy Metal Wolf Chaos XD finally nice. coming out stateside. I basically, again, didn't make this on the top 10 because it's technically been out for a decade and a half. <laughs> uh, but the fact that people can finally experience that ex- that game in general is is really awesome. Yep. Okay. Um, what am I going to throw on here? Oh, Code Vein, Anime Souls. Uh, that game is really fun. I have a few problems with it, um, which kind of kept it off my top 10 in that I don't like a lot of uh, control things that they chose for it. But other than that, it's super solid, and I really like a lot of what it does. It just wasn't one of my top ten. So it gets an honorable mention, though, for sure. John, do you, or Sean, do you have any more? Yep, I, I have uh, four more. Oh, okay. I have, like, two more, uh, three more. Okay. Uh, what the golf? Okay. This is just silly fun. Like, I can't recommend What the Golf enough. Another game that anyone could play, gamer or not. Um, This is an Apple Arcade recommendation for sure, but it's on, like, the Epic Store and other platforms. Uh, I think anyone would have fun with this. Like, this might be one of the best golf games, hands down. Cool. Um, Throw back old school a little bit and say, wow, classic is great and reminds me why I can't play that game. I don't have enough time. Mm -hmm. Like I got super sucked into it for about a week or two. And I was just like, Oh, this is bad. I need to just not do this because I will get like sucked into this grind again. But yeah, it was nice to see that game, have a community again and people actually talking in the in-game chat and helping each other out and being shits to each other and all the things that make an MMO fun. It was nice to see uh, Warcraft have that again because it's been not that for a long time. Uh, John's done. I'll go again. Uh, Tangle Tower. I was absolutely in love with the visuals, the writing, the characters, the presentation of this game. And then the fact that I needed to pixel hunt and it just blocked me at the end, uh, put such a sour taste in my mouth. That was extremely depressing, but the writing was so surprisingly good up until that point. Cool. Um, Blasphemous. 2D, uh, gothic, Souls-like type of game that was really, really cool. Again, 100% it, a Metroidvania type thing. Uh, the only reason it didn't really make it is because it was outclassed by some other Metroidvania-ish stuff. And it was one of those situations where, I mean, Bloodstained didn't even make it. And so there was no way Blasphemous was going to make it, even though I really enjoyed it. Maybe too easy at times, and then a weird like difficulty hump every now and then, but I really enjoyed a lot of what that game had to offer. Uh, my next one is mini motorway, uh, successor to uh, mini Metro. One of my all time favorite mobile games. It's more of that, just not as polished. I, I don't think it's as good as mini Metro, but the fact that it's different enough and getting, giving me more of that still does quite a bit for me. So I was pretty excited about that. Sure. Uh, my final one, 
and this is going to reveal the Capcom fanboy shill that I am, is Teppin. I fucking ah, love yes. that game. It's real good. Yeah. It's real easy to jump in, have a game Teppin. or two. Yeah, it's just fast. You just, like, throw down some cards or whatever. So it does have the problem of it being a card game, which means I could sink money into it, and I'm trying really hard not to, so I'm not playing it as much as I would normally. But um, they, I, it's just a fast card game battler with Capcom characters that I love. That's really all it is, and it's so good. I really like it a lot. And my last shout out I want to give to is A Plague Tale. Oh, yeah. I think that game is just special and it, like it, good visuals, interesting story, good characters. Uh, and it's just a weird small little thing that I think is punching above its class. Um, I think that's worth playing. And it just got added to Game Pass on PC. So Cool. All right. Uh, I guess now I'm just making sure there wasn't like a community anything for this. No, no, I think communities for the next one. Communities for the next one, for sure. Yeah. So now we're going to talk about our pile of shame things we didn't get to either in time. Uh, Yeah. Again, maybe the John category (laughs) for John. How many of these are in your list? Let's find out. I have six. I have four. Seventeen. Okay, so John, maybe you uh, do you want to say three? Sure. For every one we say? Sure. Okay. Uh, uh, as a, who's starting? Ahead. Is Sean still starting? Or, yeah. You might as well yeah, start, John. Well. I gotta get through you. Death Stranding. Still, despite... I, basically, I want to play it more because of the mess that the reaction was. But I just sure. never had the time to, to do it because it came out while I was gone on a trip. Yeah. And then when I got home, I left again, so... Just You're like one of the only people I would recommend needs to play it. It's one of those yeah. games where it's just like, I think you need to see mechanically how that game is. I'm so curious what your reaction to this game is. Me too. Yeah, I'm yeah, curious. Me too. It's, it's, it was on my desk within arm's reach for the longest time. And it's just like, <laughs> I'm too busy. I can't. I have yeah. to put it back. Uh, yeah. Tales of Asperia Definitive Edition. Second chance at trying to play that through that game. Just never got it's a good to game. it. Uh, and Dragon Mark for Death, uh, basically 2D Monster Hunter done by Inti Creates. Heard good things in multiplayer, but just never got around to it as well. Yeah, I heard good things about that one too. Uh, Sean, go ahead. Disco Elysium. That's a me too. Pile of shame. <laughs> yeah. Everyone is talking about this game so much. I want to play it. I just need. I just need some time. <laughs> yeah, me too. Okay, back to John. <laughs> All right, uh, Crackdown 3. Uh, despite yeah. what Sean said about it earlier, honestly, I've not played a Crackdown, so I figure 3 would actually be a good stepping on point. You haven't played any Crackdown? No. Yeah, 3's a totally... F- you might really like it. Uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice. Uh, yeah. I literally have two copies of this game <laughs> because uh, I got sent a code... And oh. then one of my regular viewers works for Activision. He's like, yeah, dude, just I got a free copy. Just take it. And honestly, it looked like my issue with Souls games are like weird quirks. Like I don't like stamina. I don't like slow combat. And it looked like this game kind of fixed a lot of that because it was more faster paced, more about parrying and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That seemed more 
interesting to me. I just never sat down and gave it a shot. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and then Mortal Kombat 11. Game That's I was on excited my for of shame for months. Too. Yep. This game I was excited for for you months. You didn't play Mortal Kombat 11? I played like... So I popped the game in to play it because I was like, oh, sit down and play story mode. And it's one of those like, oh, you got to wait an hour to install the game. So I, I did like... you talking about this. Training oh, mode for Johnny Cage. And then then I moved. So yeah. uh, it never got played. It's a good played. game. Yeah. I'm, uh, that's, I'm uh, like surprised that's another, you didn't play it because I know you like Mortal Kombat. Probably would have ended up on my top ten if I'd actually played it. Yeah, I bet. <clears throat> um, the next one, and I plan to get to this one very soon, is Outer Wilds. I did play it, but I feel like I didn't give it enough of a of a chance mm. with what people were talking about around Game of the Year time, and I I need to give it another try, like to really to really try and see what people are talking about. Okay. Um, I only have two more. So, do you have another one, Sean, you want to do? Yep. Uh, Indivisibles. Okay. This is another one I plan to get to very soon. Fair enough. Um, Wolfenstein Youngblood. I like Wolfenstein games. I just didn't get around to it, and maybe I will at some yeah, point. I, I don't know if you need to, man. That's what kind of what I've heard. I still would like to try yeah. it, though. Basically, Rage 2 has been filling partner. my, like, sh- shooter itch currently. So... But yeah, I would have liked. You can do it in co-op. That that'll help. Okay, fair enough. Uh, John, do you have some more? <laughs> I sure do. <laughs> uh, Judgment. So uh, yeah. done by the Yakuza oh, yeah. devs. A spin-off game. Uh, looked really interesting because I always like detective work and stuff like that. But just never came out at a bad time. We got to play it. Fire Emblem Three Has Houses. A commitment as well. Fi- Another yeah. commitment. Yeah, Fire Emblem Three Houses, too long a game for me to probably actually dig into, but there was so much about it. I actually really liked the teaching aspect that they were showing during like the pre-release stuff, and that mm. super caught my attention and why I wanted to play it, and then just never did. Okay. Uh, and I also had Control on there as well, because I yeah. like what I had seen pre-release looked cool. I'd heard some good buzz after it came out, and you know, I, I like weird, trippy stuff, and uh, Remedy does that pretty well. Yeah, I think you'd like it for sure. I'll jump in with John Wick Hex. Uh, I no real reason. I just I still want to try it out. Okay, I own it. So sure. <clears throat> do you have any? I have one more. So do you have any more? Or I have two more. So go ahead. Oh, with Gears okay. Ball if you want Gears Five. I've I've been. Yeah, Gears Five is good. I've yeah, been Gears Five's on mine as well. That's <laughs> the one where I'm like, this. If I had actually played this, it probably would have been in my top three. Oh, okay. Fair enough. I really like Gears games. Um, I don't know yeah. if it's that great, but, it, but I've been meaning to play it with a buddy and we just haven't like synced up times yet. So that's really why I haven't played it and I don't want to play it alone first or anything like that. So, yeah, but that's it for me. All right. Uh, I already said Gears 5. Astral Chain. Platinum Games. Yeah. Always love playing those. Just never got around to this one. Sure. Uh Damon X Machina, another Switch game that kind of slid under the radar. I actually played a bit of this on stream, really liked it, and then just never got around to playing it after that. And they're still doing DLC for this, too. They had, like, some surprising crossover with I'm trying to remember what series it was. I think it was The Witcher. Yeah, it was something weird. weird. Yeah, I was just like, what the hell? Uh, Yeah, actually, it is The Witcher. 
Yeah, adds uh, Geralt and uh, Siri. Great. <laughs> yep, there it is. I'll jump in with one. Knights and Bikes. <laughs> this just kind of looks up my alley in terms uh-huh. of like, you know, kids just being kids, going through a story, uh, very Night, night in the Woods-esque, mm-hmm. which I love quite a bit. Um yeah, it's a co-op one, uh, which is hard because it's a like PlayStation exclusive when it comes to consoles, uh, which is harder because I, me and my buddy primarily do Xbox, so that's just why I haven't like kind of pulled the trigger on that. Gotcha. Is it time for me to just keep listing all of mine now? I think so. I'm done. I have one more, so if you want to list three more, I could jump sure. in. Uh AI the Somnium Files. This was done by That's the, my other one. Yeah, <laughs> it was yep. done by the VLR uh, team, and I've heard amazing things about it. Might I recommend playing 999 first? Ooh, are there actually... Well, that's three games to worry about. Are you just saying just 999 first? I'm just saying if you're... like, I'm not saying they these connect together. I don't, I, underst- I don't believe they do. I'm just saying 999 is extremely good. I'm... And from what I've heard of the four, it's like the best of the four. I can definitely say it's the best of the the trilogy. I have played some of 999. I just never got around to. Yeah, but you got to play like all of it, man. It's all about those endings. I know. And that's the thing. Like it's it's a time commitment. The problem is time commitment. For sure. Uh, Uh, But yeah, for the same reason, I'm a huge VLR fan. And this is the next game from like that guy. So I just I want to see what weird stuff he's doing with visual novels. Yeah. Mm. Speaking of time commitments, Dragon Quest Eleven S. Mm. Really wanted to play through Dragon Quest Eleven because uh, it looked extremely good. But yeah, I I had that on last year. I had the PS4 version I was going to play, and then I'm like, oh, the Switch version. I'll probably play that because it's tra- it's portable. No. <laughs> and also speaking of time commitments, Sign Our Wild Hearts because apparently I can't even fit in a one hour game in my schedule anymore. <laughs> Yeah, that's a short one. That should be pretty easy to just fit in there somehow. All right. Uh, th- that's all what right, you said. Right. You said your last so. one because it was AI. Uh, Indivisible yep. as well. I was following that yep. one for a while. I love Lab Zero, so I, I like Skullgirls and stuff. And I what I played of Indivisible was good. And Luigi's Mansion 3. Uh, I've played the mini, the multiplayer mode, and I fought the final boss, but I have not done anything else in the game. That's weird. Yeah. <laughs> my nephew my nephew wanted help beating the final boss i wasn't gonna say no yeah well i did it by myself Pr- proud of you <laughs> good for you good job <laughs> you you beat that eight-year-old yep okay figuratively so for the community <laughs> the top two contenders were luigi's mansion and control for um as the as the games they wanted to play the most yeah for okay. their pile of shame cool <clears throat> Right on. Yeah. Okay. So right. prediction time. Prediction time. Let's go through last year's predictions for 2019. Let's see who is who is the smartest. All right, Sean. You said Donkey Kong Country Tropical Freeze isn't the last port from Wii U, but they're not going to do Tokyo Mirage Sessions. Ooh, oh, man. <laughs> uh, they must have done another port, right? Um. A Wii U port? Ah, uh, that's a... D- does Mario Maker 2 count? No, I wouldn't say that oh, counts. Yeah. That's a sequel. I don't think it counts. Yoshi's either. Crafted World was a sequel. 
Uh, oh shit! No, there's no way. There has they stopped doing ports? No, there's no way. To be fair, I was talking about th- for all of 2019, and they didn't port Tokyo Mirage Sessions in 2019. <laughs> okay, but they sure. announced it in 2019. Sorry, <laughs> they bud. did announce it. Um, <laughs> and it's like it's out like tomorrow, isn't it? I plan to buy it after the show. I okay. yeah, I actually don't. Yeah, I can't. If we can't think of one, like let's just keep going. I, I got that one wrong for sure. Okay. Nintendo subscription finally worth it? Sean, you said no. I said yeah. John said no. This is super subjective. Yeah, this um, is very, very subjective. I still think no. I mean, they have Tetris 99 going. The for fact them, that I, I play guess. Tetris 99 every day, I'm going to say I was right for me. <laughs> so Tetris 99 does kind of make it worth it, but. I like to keep in mind, you guys are paying, what, five bucks a month for that? 20 a year. No, 20 a year. 20 right? a year? I've got Something the family like pass. So. Mm-hmm. So you're paying like 60 a it's year? It's like 30 or 40 a year. I forget. It's 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 okay. cheap. It's I think it's 35 for the family pass, which covers. And some people complain about Apple Arcade's $5 a month for the 100 games they have. Just <laughs> putting that out there. <laughs> okay. Um, Sean, you said functionality for Animal Crossing will be as lame as Splatoon's was. Um, uh, we don't know. It got delayed, right? Yeah. So Until the ne- next year, and that was under so, the subscription know. thing specifically. I'm just making sure. Yeah. Oh, I see. With the app. Yeah. You know, I'm gonna double down on that. I bet the app still sucks next year. Okay. Hold on a second while I grab a notepad. Shots fired. Come at me, Nintendo. Your app sucks. Mm. <laughs> wow. This fucking guy. Okay. Metroid Prime 4 playable? Sean, you said yes. I said yes. John said yes. Wow. Okay. Well, we were way off. <laughs> that, that must one. have been before that like significant delay, right? Well, yeah, of course. <laughs> Had to be, yeah. <clears throat> Otherwise, we're the stupidest people on the planet. <laughs> yeah. Um uh yeah, January 25th, 2019 was when the delay got announced. So it was literally so a week been, later, or a week or two later after we I think, did our I game think of the year. two weeks. Because I looked up the last show, and I think we did on the 11th. Uh-huh. Um, does anyone want to double down on that? Is Will it be playable in 2020? I don't think it's going to be playable in 2020, but I think the Metroid Prime trilogy will be. Uh, like a, You mean like a Switch port yes. of the trilogy? Yes. That's a prediction, sure. Here, here's, here's What do you think, Paul? I mean, I'm writing this down, <clears> so... Give me a second. You go with yours. Well, the, I, I mean, for Metro Prime Four, yes or no? Oh no, I don't think it's happening. Okay. I think as an, a more interesting question though is, do we get a trailer? Like, does it appear in any way in 2020? Does Nintendo Tra- even talk about it? Yes, yes, we'll get a trailer. Yeah, I'll say yes to that as well. Okay, I'll I'm gonna say no just to see what happens. Okay, I feel like they push that back a ways. Okay. And that's specifically trailer, right? Specifically trailer, yep. Okay. Do you want to agree or disagree with the Metroid Prime trilogy on Switch thing? Um, yeah, that seems like a no-brainer. I'll go, yeah, that that playable some, somewhere. Okay. I don't like Metroid Prime, so I'm not going to bother caring about that. I'm not a big Metroid Prime either, but I'm just, there's the prediction. Fair enough. <clears throat> okay. Uh, for Metro Prime 4, however, we also said, does it come out in 2019? 
Sean, you said yes, holiday. What? Remember, this is before the delay. I said yes. And John said no, but trilogy port will. Okay. I'm dedicated to that trilogy port. It's going to fucking happen. <laughs> yeah. So John got a half right. Paul and I got it wrong. Yeah. Okay. Um, uh, well, I guess I guess in, in a kind of similar vein. So, John, do you think it comes out in 2020 or do you think it's just playable at like a, like a, a trilogy trilogy or four? Tri- trilogy. trilogy, I think, will be out. Okay. Yeah, trilogy I, I almost I almost guarantee is like they're sitting on it waiting for just Prime 4 to be far enough that they can release it. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Does another Nintendo console come to online service? Sean, you said yes. I said yes. John said yes. We were asked and it's nested, yeah, right? we were asked so which console and we all said SNES. And we were right. Okay. So that was the safe bet. One further. Does another one come? Okay. Hold on a second. Mm. And maybe just platform. You can include handhelds. Like, do they put Game Boy? Game Boy is honestly the one I feel is going to come next. Because N64 doesn't have enough for them to do the work on it. Yeah, I think I agree with you on that. So I'll take that one, too. I'll say Game Boy, but I don't think it's going to be this year. <clears throat> well so then yours is just no no new platform I don't think they're going to do another platform so soon either okay I'll just go with yes what's the worst that could happen okay uh, ports or remakes for the 3DS Sean you said one more this is the last year for 3DS 2019 that is um, I said I agreed with you. Probably one more. This is the last year, probably. And John said the same. We all agreed on it. Okay. Yeah. Is the 3S still getting games or is it done? Uh, getting P-Cross. You might be getting some eShop games, but I don't think it's getting any physical released games anymore. The last I can think of was that like WarioWare. Persona game. Q2 was the last one I remember coming out. And that oh, was, that's that right. was like yeah. July. Uh... trying to think here now uh yeah there was like the bowser's inside story remake came out oh, it, yeah. it came out this the past year that's right hmm. i remember they mentioned it at a nintendo direct and it was like huh <laughs> and now We're that studio no that. longer exists so uh that's over that's right. with yeah um so wait are we right we're right about the one more port yeah the end of the D- 3ds is that are we right? I would say I would count that as a kind right. of. Yeah. Okay. It's kind of a bummer thing to be right about, but sure. And that would mean this, at least. that would mean not a single piece of software comes out for the 3DS in 2020 is the prediction you're making. Oh, I'm not saying right? that. No. <laughs> I'll say I'll say no more physical pieces of software. Digital, okay. I'll let slide. Sure. Because like people will be releasing like even like trash stuff for the eShop, but no more physical releases for 3DS. Okay. Yeah, I think that's an easy one. I don't know how I would, we would look up all the eShops. I would stuff. agree with you on that one. So, Sean, are you going to say no more releases, period? Yeah, sure. Okay. 
And then I'll be curious what comes out in 2020 for the 3DS when we look that up. Okay. Game Pass and Gold converge this year. Sean, you said no. Um, it kind of did. Yeah, yeah. That, that was hard because they did come out with one that like a, a version that has them both. But you can also still do. John it said no. I said yes. I feel like the spirit of this one was like there would only be, be one, one service, right? So it's no technically. So I would. I, that's what I feel like. Kind of the spirit behind that one is. Yeah, I agree. Okay. Do we want to push that one forward? So then, well, I think I think the way we were reword this one is Series X launches. Is there still a split, or do they combine it? <clears throat> Okay, should we put that under a whole different, like, when we start talking about console stuff for this year? Or just, like, under, like, Microsoft, if we want to split it up between, like, Nintendo, Microsoft, Sony. I don't know. What, whatever you want to do. Okay. Is there a second iteration of the Switch? Sean, you said yes. I said yes. John said yes. And there yeah, technically right. was it was a hardware revision and the and the switch light so yeah yep. we got yeah because we got the battery battery version and the light yep so then going forward switch pro does it happen this year I mean no. I'm gonna say yes because I hope it does but I don't know necessarily obviously I wouldn't be shocked if there was another hardware revision but I don't think it's the switch pro this year I think they hold you, out Sean? this year and then next year they do it. So you, so you think there will be a hardware revision in some way, just kind of a, like a stealth kind of one, like the like the battery. Uh, but it is not like titled something different. Yeah. <clears throat> like, fuck it. I'll switch switch pro. Let's do it. OK. OK. Smash DLC predictions. Sean, you had Banjo and Travis Touchdown. All right, well, we got one of those. I had Banjo, Hollow Knight, and Celeste. Got one of those. And John had Dog with Pipe from Vesperia, a Tekken character, and Sans. (laughs) What? (laughs) Well, one of those was right. (laughs) Why did I have Repeat on there? Was I just picking like a crazy fucking character choice? I guess so. I guess, man. <laughs> I don't even know Let, who that let's is. Let's guess another. Let's guess another like couple each. Well, I'm a little sad. Byleth got announced today because that's literally what I would have said. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm Dante. Gonna, yeah, yeah. Dante seems like the easy yep. one. <laughs> and just because, like, I I think I would like it. I'm gonna say Tracer from Overwatch. Okay. I'm going to double down with yeah. the Hollow Knight. I would have said someone from Overwatch 2. Who specifically, if you would guess? Does anybody have a sword? Like Lucio? I probably would have, again, would have also said Tracer or Diva. I'll just put both okay. for you. Why not? Do we want to do one more, or... I like this uh, Professor Mitchell in the chat. Inteleon from the new Pokemon games. I could see them putting him in there now that he has like, yeah, a gun. Yeah, there's going to be a there's going to be a Pokemon. There's going to be a Pokemon. All right. Added. I'm putting Inteleon for you, Sean. John, I'm just going to put Pokemon question mark. 
<laughs> for yeah. you unless you give me one. <laughs> no, that's fair. I don't know who else I would even want at this point. Yeah, I'm just not going to make another prediction, I don't think. I don't even know who else. Okay. Okay. Back up to Sean here. PlayStation 5 announcement? You said yes, yes. but there's no official word given. I don't... What does that mean? Don't know. Maybe like a leak? Like we, we just get like that, some rumors? That might be like... Oh, rumors. It's not either yeah. officially confirmed or... Yeah, or they yeah. don't physically okay. show well, it. I'm wrong. They had official announcement. Like, they talked about it. Jo- they went to publication. John and I both just said yes. Yeah. Um, yep. Discless Xbox? Sean, you said sure. Apparently. That happened. <laughs> yeah. That happened. I also said sure. And John said... Sure. Yeah. Official word on Scarlet. Yep. You, yeah, that happened. Sean that happened. said yes. I said yes. John said yes. Okay. This is getting... Oh, okay. I just put Death Stranding question mark? And I don't... I'm oh, guessing we still weren't sure what out, the fuck was up with it. Or if it was even coming out yet or anything. Right. Because I think we were still... And what did we answer? We were still at the um, point where we were wondering if that was going to be a PlayStation 5 game. And, like, so this must be... Did, was it released? Sean, you said no. It wasn't going to be released. I said no. John said yes. All right. And it came out on my birthday. <laughs> there you go. The inside news. But the two of us played it. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was gone for my birthday. Yeah. New team eco game. John or Sean, you said no. Yeah, no. I said no. John said no. (laughs) Yeah, I have a feeling that one. Yeah. Okay, this seems like those seem like things that we just kind of all talked about, and now these seem more specific. Okay, Sean, you said Crackdown three delays prove to make possible difference. I don't know. What does that even mean? Proves to make a possible difference. From What would we have known what it is, though? I don't know. But what I said to you after that, apparently, was Crackdown 3 is too little too late. I feel like that's a closer sentiment. So and John agreed with me on I'm it, apparently. I think I'm wrong in that scenario. Okay. Fair enough. Um. <laughs> oh, no. Sean, Anthem does well. Ooh. Yeah. Well, actually, to be fair, I think it sold a shit ton of copies. Okay, fair enough. Um, I responded with, Anthem does okay. Not enough for EA, though, and they dropped Bioware completely as a studio. That hasn't happened yet. I feel like it might have been closed, but yeah, it hasn't happened. You could double down that. You could you could double down that if you want. Um, does it have to be Anthem related? I'm just going to put EA drops Bioware. Do that, sure. I, I think making like an EA slash Bioware prediction would be good for us. Yeah. Like, what do you think happens with with Anthem in 2020? If you want to say something about, are Anthem? they even doing Anthem anything with Anthem now? Are they still trying to save the it? The last they've said is that they are going to turn it around. They have a team like ready to work on stuff to better it somehow, or working on stuff. Yeah, that's why I'm assuming EA got involved. 
<laughs> They're like, you guys got to fix this. Like coming, coming this time next year, are we looking back and being like, man, I can't believe they did it like Anthem. Yeah. Or are we just like, remember when they talked about making that better? That never happened. Yeah. I'm going to stick with EA drops Bioware. I don't even necessarily think it's just Anthem related, but I don't think they're going to do it unless ba- if Baldur Gate bombs this year, the one or sorry, uh, Dragon's Age, if Dragon Age bombs this year, then yeah, they're gone. Okay, so I don't think they're going to drop Bioware, but I don't think they'll probably dissolve it talking, or like shrink it a ton. I don't think we're going to be speaking uh, positively about Anthem this time next year. I'm going to put for Sean Anthem still sucks. Lol. Sure. Okay. What do we got here? Is Bungie still around? Sean, you said yes. Um, I said yes. I wonder what I was referring John to. John like, said yes. I, I think it's because uh, Destiny 2 was seeming pretty throttled and didn't have a good reception at launch. Yeah, because the f- this, there's a follow-up. Was Is this, Destiny this still around, around? Launch, though, right? Destiny would have been out for a little while, though. Yeah. Destiny 2? Like, Destiny 2 would have been out. Like They're on their like third year of content for Destiny 2. I hate Second right, or third too. Or whatever it is now. Weird. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. Was this this and wasn't around when we knew they were going to break off, was it? Because that happened like mid last year. That happened like pretty suddenly, I believe. Yeah. Like it was like announced one day. And I think it was like during the middle of the year. What were our responses to that? I mean, the question basically is, is Bungie still around and is Destiny still around? And we answered yes to both. So they were right. I don't know why we would have thought that. Though. <laughs> don't know. <clears throat> Okay, Sean, Diablo Mobile comes out. It's actually okay, but everyone still hates Blizzard. I said I agreed with you on that, apparently, and um, John didn't care, so (laughs) he didn't say anything about it. That's fair. (laughs) Uh, So it didn't it didn't come out, but everyone still hates Blizzard. So it's half right. Does everyone hate Blizzard? I thought they just moved on. Uh, No, they still hate Blizzard. They won some people back during BlizzCon, but at the same time, yeah, no, people are still mad. All right, here's one to make a prediction on. Does uh, Overwatch 2 come out in 2020? Ooh. I'm going to say no. I'm going to say either early access only or no. John, what about you? I want to lean no. As much as I would love for it to come out like holiday, I want to say no. Sure. Okay. There's not a whole lot left from old predictions, so... Um... (laughs) Sean said, same with Elder Scrolls Blades, in that it um, it comes out and is actually okay. I think that was, that's the general sentiment is people think that game is fine. I don't hear people talk about that at all. Yeah. I never hear <laughs> I anyone talk with about you. it in, in excited tones. Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess the way I'm thinking of it is like no one's saying anything like negative about it. No one's just really talking about it. Mm-hmm. But it just exists. So, I don't know, like a half right, I guess. Sure. Fair. Uh, the last prediction, apparently, is... 
the Sonic movie is bad. Well, they had to remake it, so half right. Yeah, I think that's kind of half right because the trailer was real bad. Yeah. But I think we should push that one forward. How are people feeling? I think it will be okay, but Jim Carrey is going to be the best part. In a similar vein, I'm going to be like, it's like, okay, but just like forgettable. Like, we're not really talking about it. It wasn't like terrible or anything. Like, it's a kid's movie. And do we still like Ben Schwartz? Yeah. Uh, I mean, regardless of how bad this movie is, I'm I'm going to still like Ben Schwartz. Okay, so I mean, we all just said yes anyway <laughs> to that <laughs> prediction. Was that the last prediction you said? Yeah. All right, we got to make some on the new consoles for sure. Yep. Um, jumping grounds. Let's do uh, let's do price points on the two. Oof. Ooh, that's gonna be okay. a tough one. So name up, say a price for both of them. Oh, fuck. I hate this part. Yeah. And don't give a range too easy. Just give a price point. In U.S., right? Mm. Yeah, in U.S. That'll that'll be the first number that comes out. Okay. Part of me wants to say 500 for I'm both. I'm saying 500 for PS5. So here's my thought process. I want to say 500 for PS5. Because yeah. I think there was like a rumor recently about that as a possibility. Okay. Um, it, it, a little, uh, there's a lot of rumors about there being a significant PlayStation event in February. Okay. Uh, which a lot of people are thinking maybe they will like fully announce the PS5 stuff like that. Uh-huh. Which makes me think Microsoft would then be responding to the the price, and I don't know if they match it or try to undercut it. And right. I also don't know if they could undercut it, because I feel like Microsoft really enjoys being able to say they have the most powerful gaming console, and I bet they want to keep that marketing push. So I say 500 for both. For both. Okay. Yep. I'm torn because I feel like one of them is going to be a hundred dollars cheaper. Yeah, I'm just and right now. About I can't now. tell. I'm thinking like Microsoft's going to be the more expensive of the two. That's what happened at the last generation. Yeah, but that was also because they had to pack and connect. So maybe they could have hit that price point. Mm. I don't know. I'm changing my answer. I, I think PS5 comes out at 600 <clears throat> and Xbox undercuts them and goes 500. I think there's absolutely I, I, no way. I one think it's 600. I think it's the other way around. I think Microsoft does the 600 and Sony stays at 500 because Sony okay. 599 is a cursed number for Sony at this point. Yeah. They will never touch that I, again if they can avoid it. But I don't think Microsoft would do that either. I don't think Microsoft wants to, but they did that with the X. Didn't wasn't the X like I might be thinking Canadian. It was like 500 or 600. X was 500 American. Okay, in that case. Yeah, actually, I think I might be with Sean on this one, and they're both five hundred. Or, or, or Microsoft goes five fifty, and Sony stays at five hundred. Okay, make a pick. Pick one. No ranges. 
All right, fine. I'll double. I'll I'll go with you. Five hundred on both. Five fives. Okay, yeah. Paul. Yeah, I really, really think five hundred for the PlayStation, and I can't see Xbox being higher. So I guess that's probably they probably match it. We're all doing fives. Hmm. We're all doing fives. Yeah, I think, I think so. so. All right. Um. Stadia. Let's make some Stadia predictions. Oh, gross. Okay. <laughs> dead by next Thanksgiving. What do you mean by dead? As in, like, no longer supported by Google. So, like, Google has dropped Stadia. Can you still use Stadia? Ooh. Like, are the servers still online? I guess while you're thinking, Paul, do you have a prediction for Stadia? No, I really. What's your, as I'm, the owner of a Stadia, what is your prediction? Well, I think to make an educated guess, you have to you have to bring Project X Cloud into the fold, and how that and how Microsoft is responding, and they just seem so much better than Stadia. Uh-huh. Do you think Google? just ends up like using them like buying rights to like use it or something they have all the money in the Project world XCloud? yeah microsoft's pretty huge too i don't see google buying this of, of microsoft i think microsoft has has google in a, in a very interesting spot the thing is though is I, I feel like stadia will eventually like it is the future right i mean no not necessarily not until I think not until there's good internet. You're saying that as somebody w- with good internet at a fucking technological hub of the world, right? But I've 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 been seeing reports of like people with like definite worse internet still running fine. Because I've been seeing video of people with decent <clears throat> internet it running absolutely shitty. So okay, yeah, I don't know. It, it I would like to think it's the future, but it hasn't proven anything yet. Right. Well, I'm not saying it as it is now is the future, but like its concept is the future, right? Probably. I would like to think so anyway. I feel like the the big key thing holding Stadia back, though, is the Internet. You know, I can't I can't play my games offline, which is a bummer if I'm like, you know, on a plane or something. Okay. first of all, do you Um, think they add something where that's gone? You can like download them and play them or can you download your games? See, I think that I think that's an interesting prediction is does Google allow you to download these games you're buying? Uh-huh. I'm going to say yes. I feel like that is going to be key. They would have to do that because Microsoft lets you download your games. Obviously, yeah, I can agree to that. That I think that's like bare minimum what they should be doing anyway. So, yeah. I don't know how to like make this more specific, but their pro membership has to like evolve and become a, such a better deal. And I'm fine keeping that vague. Uh, Cause then the only way I'm right is if it becomes a, a, a substantially better deal, I feel like it, we would be able to just be like, yeah, it is a much better deal. Now we can just agree with that. Do you know what I mean? Uh, so pro membership needs substantial, maybe like, like improvements, improvement. just like some kind of a substantial improvement. Yeah. Um, and and I say it gets it like it gets a substantial improvement. John, did you think about what 
what dead by Thanksgiving means? Uh, no new games being added, but the service stays up for at least another year. Okay. But now I'm remembering that Doom Eternal is coming out for it. Mm. So that's going to be the make or break right. point for it, I feel. True. Right. I mean, they keep buying studios. So, like, they're, they seem committed. Mm. But. For sure. But who knows, man? I don't know. Like, I don't see anyone out there really talking nicely about Stadia. Paul, do you have anything to say? Uh, I put, I, I agreed with you on the Google will allow downloading of games thing. Um, I don't have many predictions for it, honestly. Like, I guess I'll disagree with you on the pro membership needs to be better. Well, it's more like, are you making the prediction that it does get better? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Any more things about like the consoles? Maybe some launch lineup predictions. I've been trying to think about the launch lineups for both for both systems. I feel like Sony's is not is going to be underwhelming again. I think that's a, that's a prediction you could say okay. is the PS5's launch lineup is underwhelming. Yeah, um, like so, like and Microsoft. What's interesting has, about that yeah. is most launch lineups are underwhelming. Yeah, yeah. but uh, like usually the there's at least like one or two like maker like like rememberable titles like. Scarlet's going to have Halo Infinite, unless that gets delayed. Right. Uh, Senua's Sacrifice, maybe? Mm-hmm. Or Senua's Saga, I mean? Yeah. Oh, yeah, the hint's Hellblade 2, right? Um. But, I mean, like, so, uh, what it, this would have been, like, in news is, like, Matt Booty from Xbox came out and said, for the first, like, two years, like, year or two, no first-party Microsoft game will be exclusive to Series X. Um, so theoretically they might have a lot of stuff ready that are going to be going on both. Uh-huh. Uh, I can't think of anything that's currently announced that's coming out in that time period, but I mean, they have all year to announce something from double fine, something from obsidian. You know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Hmm. Anyway, so yeah, make a prediction on the launch lineups of each of them. Uh, are you sticking with, uh, John, the PS5's launch lineup is underwhelming? Yes. Okay. I think I think that's fair to yeah, say. Yeah, I think that's I can't safe. think of what they would really have. Yep. And, I, and I'm just going to say, just because of like stuff kind of announced, the Xbox launch lineup is just more, is better than the PlayStation one. Because I think about all those games they announced at that like Microsoft event uh, a month or two ago, uh, like the new game from Rare and stuff. Like maybe they do something. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I think I'll agree with you on that one. Actually, like I feel like it, unless obviously Sony announces some stuff, the best we're looking at is like a better version of Last of Us Two. Mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that. I am kinda, I am feeling like that's going to somehow be a launch title in some way, shape, or form. I mean, I think it's going to definitely come out first for PlayStation 4, but I think that also just kind of makes the launch lineup a little worse. It's like, well, I already played this game three months ago, so that's not very exciting for me. Yeah. You know, the big fan. Anything else Nintendo? How about... Um, Another like big IP. What like what's their holiday game this year? What what IP comes back? 
rumor is After right Animal now Crossing. people are thinking it's going to be Breath of the Wild 2. I think it's still too early for that. I think that's a good one. Yeah. Does Breath of the Wild. So you're saying you're saying Breath of the Wild 2 does not come out this year. No, I'm going to say that's next year's holiday hit. Yeah, I don't think Breath of the Wild 2 will come out this year either. Yeah, I, I bet we get another trailer, um, like a gameplay trailer. Uh-huh. Like we see some gameplay at E3, I bet. So that, I guess that's my prediction. Gameplay of Breath of the Wild 2 at E3. Right. So then, um, if Zelda's not this year, what do you think is like a holiday game this year. I have one that I was thinking of. Uh, side-scrolling Mario. Like we had a new you one You think a new Super Mario Brothers game? N- maybe it's not a new Super Mario Brothers, but like, you know, side-scrolling in the way those are side-scrolling. Right. Maybe they call it some a, a different uh, tag. I, I, I think, you know, I think not, Mario not Maker filled moment. that gap. I don't think there's going to be one this year. Uh, could be definitely could be although it is pretty similar to mario maker one some how much time was put on it i don't know true. there's my prediction like a side scroll in mario because okay. it's we just had odyssey a couple years ago yeah i wouldn't be surprised if we got a port of super mario 3d world this year okay okay uh i'm trying to think what the hell would be nintendo's like big ip this year because like what other major franchises have they not done yet They've already done their Mario Kart, although they haven't done a new one. They haven't done a new Mario Kart. Like that's a that's an interesting one. <clears throat> but I don't think they're going to do that with Eight Deluxe and Tour. Uh, Smash is obviously Metroid got pushed. Yeah, Metroid got pushed. Smash, Smash. Uh, has a DLC planned till next Christmas, like 2011, 2021 Christmas. Yeah. I mean, your choices are kind of like F Zero, Star Fox. Here's a better question. I would love both of those, but it'll never happen. What IP do they put onto the phones this year? Mm. The next, what's their next phone one? I don't know, because a lot of those still do a lot for them, so why would they... I was going to say, why would they make a sequel, but that's not what we're asking. What other one would they come out with? I think next Nintendo <sighs> game that gets an IP, that gets a mobile game is an, is a fresh one. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I don't. I can't think of something kind of definitive for that, so I'm not going to make a prediction there. But um, how about Bayonetta three? Oh yeah, that's been in work for a while. Hopefully, that's like this year. Obviously, Animal Crossing's in two months. How else have they not put out? Speaking of which, let's 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 make a couple reception trend, uh, predictions, and I think we have quite a bit. Yeah. Um, how do you people? How do you think people take to Final Fantasy VII? I think they'll like it. It's what I what I already I played. So too. It was really fun. And what I what I heard coming out of E three, people seemed like they liked it. I bet people are happy with what they get from Final Fantasy VII remake episode one. Sure. Um, I agree with both of you. I'm just typing as I go here. Yeah. I'm trying to just think of um, some other games that like might be decisive because like cyberpunk thoughts on how people will receive cyberpunk. Well received. Yeah. I think it's almost like too big to fail, especially coming from the Witcher people who make big games that are good. Like that's just an easy one. Yeah. Yep. Well, those are my thoughts. Do you guys have any other thoughts for predictions to make? 
Yeah, I'm trying to think of some of the big stuff coming out. Paul, any Blizzard stuff, maybe? No. No. Like, oh, I guess the only one was Overwatch 2. That we... Yeah, Diablo, Diablo 4. 4, but I don't think that's this year either. No, God, no. What they showed was I don't was think like they have anything. I don't stuff, think they have anything basically. new to release this year perfectly. If they release something this All year, right, it's probably well, Overwatch 2. And I kind of don't think they're going to. I'm trying to think of other stuff that's coming out that like we could talk about whether people like it or not. What games are even slotted for 2020? Like not a whole lot have been announced. Doom. Oh, here's a good one. Half-Life Alex. Oh yeah. yeah. No, that's a good one to discuss. Reception to Half-Life Alex. Good, but I want to say I want to say people like it. I feel like if Valve is coming out with a game, they got to feel pretty good about it, right? Otherwise, they would have canceled it. Yeah, I'm I think it'll be good. I don't know if it's going to be the push that VR needs to make it like perfectly adapted, but like This is the second part of this question is, do you think this is worth getting VR for in general? I I think some people will. That's so subjective. Yeah. Yeah, some people will for sure. So I'm going to put good, not worth getting. Is the prediction kind of like, do you get a VR headset by this time next year? Do you own it? Oh, okay. Why don't we put that down too? Do either of you have one? John, do you have PlayStation? I don't have any VR. Okay. Like, does something this year make you want to get any of the headsets? I've been debating getting one of them. I was going to get like, what was the newest one that Valve was pushing out? Is it the index? That's the one they keep talking I, about for half. I think yeah. that's the one. I think it was the index I was going to get, but it wasn't shippable to Canada at the time. Or are you talking about the the Oculus Quest? No, I think it was no, the he's index. he's talking about the index. The, yeah. Okay, just because I know the index is like $1,000 and the Quest is like 400 so I, w- I wasn't sure kind of what you were looking at. I was just, if you're, are you looking at a $1,000 VR headset? Probably. It was, it okay. was an expensive right. boy. Yeah, that's probably the index then. Yeah, I guess make a prediction. Um, there's also like rumors of like Sony doing a new version of the PSVR one to make it better now that they're not like, you know, now that they actually have an install base. Sure, makes sense. So do either of you own a VR headset this time next year? I'm going to say yes, because I almost did it twice without the means that <laughs> would have been really irresponsible. So I was close. Okay. Yeah, I'll probably end up with one as well. You don't need to sound so sad about it. Eh. Yeah. Last time I used VR, like I smacked my head against a desk. So, oh god, <laughs> that's no good. All right, let's call it. I think yep. so. Awesome, we did it. Yep, three hours, two hours and change later. Yep. I think it's about the same runtime as before. Yeah, it's usually about three hours. Oh, wait, three hours. Okay, no, last time was like two and a half, three hours. Yeah. Um, thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week with a, a, a normal episode with some news, what we've been playing, all that good stuff. Hope you enjoyed the celebration. Um, thanks to our patron fans for supporting and funding this podcast, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't do questions this week, but if you want to send in questions for future episodes, it's topdownperspective at gmail.com. 
at TDP Podcast on Twitter, the Discord channel, or John's P.O. Box. Uh, I'll say it again, a couple weeks left. If you become a, a Patreon backer, you can get a sticker mailed out to you. So that's pretty exciting. I'm going to Pack South this weekend. If you happen to be there, feel free to say hi. I don't know those are, those are my closing thoughts. Yeah, weird year, 2019. Yeah, Some good stuff. And came 2020 out is gonna time. be 2020 is gonna be weird as well because we got two new systems coming out. Yeah, man, 2020. I mean, that's probably why we have like no big news of games coming out yet, right? Because they're gonna want to announce the big stuff for lineup and probably for like next year going to be an off year besides like the big ones that we already know about weird all right guys thanks for see you next week bye 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 everybody bye